<laughs> Why has it been a long month? Here is a Fulia. Here is a Kendall. Welcome to the monthly at Winifred's. Oh, what a month. What a month. May is nearly over already. We're already, we're already halfway through the year. Almost. It's scary. It's getting colder. It's Whoa, it's freezing in Melbourne right now. Yeah. I don't like it. It's too early. Winter has come too early. Yep. They're like, Game of Thrones is done. Have some winter. <laughs> Thanks. Pretty much. Yeah, it like, sucks. Like, we've already got snow. Yeah, it's been snowing in, like, regional Victoria or yep. whatever. Like, yeah, not in Bendigo, but close to Bendigo, where I'm from originally. Like, <laughs> just, whoa, what it's, the hell? Yeah. It's, it's May, people. It's yep. Autumn. 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 We're at the end of autumn. Yeah, God. We're going into winter. You're going into winter. <laughs> but it's okay because I'm about to go to America where it's sunny, sunny. and warm. So <laughs> that's going to be good. <laughs> and a certain best friend of mine is in Europe. Yes, and she's enjoying Italy. Uh, Sicilia. Yeah. She's in Ooh, Sicily. In that's Sicily. where her family's from. Yeah, that's so great. <laughs> Hello, shout out to Marie. Yeah, Marie. In, in Europe. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Fulia. Yes. How has your month been? Oh, my month has been long. <laughs> a long month. That was a wow. That was a loaded reaction there if I ever saw one. Please. A lot has happened. Enlighten us with your month's happenings, please. Oh my goodness. So last month since we've spoken, um, I had a real you know, meltdown with my PC trying to edit Collectible oh, Chaos for last month. Yes, Collectible which Chaos. Which didn't get out was... until the start of this month. Yeah, it was a little delayed. <laughs> but... So I've had PC <clears throat> troubles. Yeah. Yes, it's not good. Um, but, but it got done in the end it and did, it got released. It and... did, it did. Um, I've, you know, played hockey since then. We've gone to a night market session. Yeah, which we was did. a lot of fun. That was awesome. Yes. That was heaps of fun. Definitely. All the um, food. You, was it European night market? Yes. The Europa. Europa. Sorry. Europa night Europa market. Europa night market at yes. the Queen Victoria mm-hmm. market. Yes. Yes. And that was a lot of fun. That was. And also very delicious. <gasps> so much good food. <laughs> oh, it was a beautiful night. Yes. Uh, been working at Channel 31 yes. as per usual every week. Yes. Um, you know, piano. Had my piano. piano lessons. How's piano going? Slowly but surely. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. haven't had enough time to practice at home, so whenever I go into my lesson, I, I'm always giving my teacher the excuse that I've been really busy, and it's, and it's been true. God. And she's like, "It's fine. Life gets in everybody's way. It's fine. You Aww. don't have to stress." I'm glad about she's it. understanding. Like, she is. She's really awesome. I just flashed back to my high school years when I played clarinet, right? And yeah. You know, we were supposed to practice at home at least half an hour a day. Yeah. And I didn't do it because I was <laughs> a little shit when I was in high school. And, um, yeah, and, and, you know, we'd go to class and, yeah. like, I've barely improved. Meanwhile, uh, some of the other students had gotten very good and yeah. I was, like, kind of just okay. Well, that's the thing. Clarinet is okay at to, to practice at home because it's not such a really loud... Oh, it can, <coughs> it can get loud. It can get loud. Especially I, I've tried playing clarinet for like a term when I was in high school. Yeah. So I know what you mean. And the squeaking. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it won't be any louder than a saxophone. Well, that's true. So it was harder for me to practice at home. Oh, you had a sax? I 
I own a sax. <laughs> you own. Well, a now sax. I own a sax, but back then I had to hire the school saxophone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Same. Well, yeah, I never. Yeah. I I hired the school. Yeah. Yeah. Cl- exactly. One of the school clarinets. Exactly. So yeah. practicing at home, I did as much as I could, uh, which you know I enjoyed a lot. Um, and then I also had to do the um, the AMEB exams. Yeah. Those um, music exams. Yeah, I think I probably did them too. I, I did up to grade two and then I stopped. I think I did grade three yeah. and then I stopped, I think. Yeah, I stopped yeah. at grade two because... It's so it's, hard. It's very, um, it's very theoretic. The, like the, the further you go, the more theory you have to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it gets a lot harder. They get more technical. Oh, totally. With the, you know, you yeah. being able to, you know, play the notes with your mouth as well as your fingers and making sure your fingers are moving at a fast yeah, enough exactly, speed and exactly. then hitting the different holes. Yeah, you and know. you have to you have to know um, you know your scales yeah, off by heart. Sharps and flats. You, you and need to, you need to know the songs that you you know that they've you know chosen specifically. Yeah. Um so it was really difficult and I think that side of my saxophone lessons, my I just I wasn't enjoying as much. Totally, because yeah. it was just draining out the fun of it. Yeah, theory is always the fun sucker. Yeah, but piano but piano is a lot more casual for you. For me, um, as an adult, going and learning um, piano, it's been a lot of fun, especially because my teacher is so awesome, and um, the fact that I've already got uh, a background in music um, yeah. theory. And you know, music. No, I've got music knowledge before I even went into it. I already knew how to read sheet music. Um, yeah. I already knew a lot of the technical terms. Okay, that's good. Um, so it made it a lot easier for me. Yeah, great. Yeah, so uh, that's yeah. So piano, but but the problem now is finding the time to practice at home. Yeah. So that I can progress <clears throat> further. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's my only issue at the moment. <laughs> piano. Yeah. Busy <laughs> Otherwise, life. not to mention she has a she has a baby grand piano, which means her the keys on on her piano are weighted. I've only got a, oh. a, a just an electric keyboard. Sure. And those are very light keys. So yeah. transitioning between the two is definitely a is very different. Yeah, it's it's a kind of a struggle in a exactly, way. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So sure, sure, sure. I just need to get used to it and hopefully one day I'll end up getting even an electric piano. It doesn't have to be a grand piano, just an electric no. piano with weighted keys. Yeah, so you can Yeah. Yeah. Because I've, I've seen it changes in Because I've seen them in uh, in JB Hi-Fi, but they're very expensive. <laughs> yeah, sorry yeah, about Casio that. <laughs> yeah, Casio, yeah, Casio is a good brand. Yeah. Anyway, apart from that, <laughs> um, yeah, just working away. Um, Film the table read. Yes. Uh, for our dear friend Wayne, Wayne. for his thesis. Yes. Just <laughs> almost done at this yeah. point. Yeah. Filmed s- it, edited, and it's in his hands now. So exciting! Yes. Yeah, it's so awesome. <laughs> um, Marie's thirtieth birthday happened. Yes. And that was a lot of fun. That it was Harry Potter themed. Amazing. And Perfect. Which was a lot of fun. Yes. Um. Uh, Wayne and I did a podcast for the Eurovision Song Contest. Yes. More on that later. Yes, more on that later. Yes. 
Um, we filmed Collectible Chaos we and did. we just finished editing it. Literally just finished editing it. <laughs> at right, the time of recording. At the time of recording. <laughs> right down to the wire. But yes. that's okay. It's done. That's done. It's, it's fine. It's going up. Um, apart from that, not much else except for a lot of stress about financial situations uh, and blah, blah, blah. Life um, being. Yeah. Just life being real sucky. Real sucky and stressful. Yes, I hear yeah. One good highlight of the month yes. uh, was the fact that I have been uh, hired uh, at a talent agency, yes. at a modeling talent agency. Yes, because for those who follow Fulia on Instagram, need to go f- also follow her modeling Instagram because there's <laughs> been some fire. <laughs> there's been some photos, people. Oh, that thank you. Had thank been... you. You're making me blush. Yeah. <laughs> you deserve it. She's natural in front of the camera, people. Oh, thank you. Photogenic. Thank you. And she's going to be a star in no time, I'm sure. Oh, I hope so. I, I, we all hope so. <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah, so you've been signed to an yes, actual... to a modeling agency. So cool. Shout out to JR Management. Thank you very JR much. JR Management. Props to you. <laughs> you got, you know talent when you see it. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's been, that's been a surprisingly good highlight for me this month. It's great. Uh, yeah. What about you, Kendall? How's your me? month been? <laughs> well, um, I guess I should start off by saying I'm now a year older. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. A few weeks ago now, but um, yeah, I'm 31 now. So that's the thing. Apparently mm, the thirties have begun. The thirties have well and truly begun. <laughs> Um, but it's okay. I had a great birthday. Um, and you know, I got to see a a lot of my friends, you know, I went to Bendigo, um, twice, uh, in a week and cause I'm dedicated and, um, (laughs) yes. And you love your home country, my home country (laughs) in the country. Yes, I do. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, and I saw, yeah, saw couple of my best friends up there and and saw mum and dad and that was a that was a lot of fun um and then uh yeah spent the day the actual day in melbourne um what did i do during the day shopping i, I think i did some shopping i know i know i did i did i did some but i there was a thing something else that i did on the, oh no i was actually in sorry i was in bendigo still on my birthday that's right because right, i stayed the night there and then i drove back during the day yes it's been a long month people um yeah no and then yeah and then that night i invited um my closest melbourne crew um i was one of them yes fulia was one of them um and went and and saw a certain film that we're going to be talking about a little later on oh yeah so i wonder what movie that is (laughs) um (laughs) so, so yes and so i had a really great birthday it was awesome um and yeah apart from that uh god what else has happened i can't even think you're well and truly moved in now oh yeah settled settled well and truly settled i love i love living alone (laughs) 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 i never thought i'd say that it's great it the freedom is just it's so nice to kind of be able to come home if you've had a shit day and just crash on the couch it's just yeah literally not have to worry about anything all the stress kind of leaves yeah like literally the only bad thing about it is how expensive it is but I, i'm making it work so far yeah. which i'm really surprised but we'll see how that goes when all the bills start coming because <laughs> at the moment i'm making rent fine but you know don't know how the other bills are gonna go yeah we'll see i'm sure it'll be fine um <laughs> yeah yeah but i'm loving it it's 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 wonderful that's good it's the freedom 
It's perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really know. I'm sure there's a bunch of other things that I've I've done and I can't remember any of them because I, look, I've been really stressed the last couple of weeks because oh, why? Just, oh, well, just, you know, just like me, life, life stuff, you know, just everything kind of, I had a really bad day at work the other day that I almost kind of had to leave and like legit I hate to use the phrase, but I nearly had to take a mental health day and just not be oh. there. Like I was that bad. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was shocking. And, uh, yeah, but I, I'm, I mean, so I'm still kind of dealing with personal stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then just you know, I'm very excited to be going to America in a couple of weeks' time. Yay! Very, very excited. But also, you know, I'm a very nervous flyer, so I'm, I, I am getting anxious about being on the plane. Mm. But you know, uh, I will deal with that. But I'm just trying to focus on the fact that I'm going to be in. Fucking Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. And San Fran, San Fran fucking Cisco. Um, <laughs> two of my favorite places on the planet um, in a number of weeks. So that's that's kind of where my head's at right Yay. now. Yeah. And I feel like I was going to say something else, but it's gone. It's so, gone now. Because I just kind of want to talk about, you know, the reason why we've gathered yeah, this I, month. I suppose we can just, just, just jump straight into it. Yes. So basically at the time of the last podcast, uh, we hadn't seen Avengers Endgame no. yet. We were about to see it. Uh, <laughs> literally about to go see it. Um, so the day that Avengers Endgame was released here in Australia yes. was also the day that our April episode of, of the monthly, monthly went up. had uh, gone up. Yes. Correct. <laughs> so there was no reaction. Nothing. I'm pretty sure we mentioned it last month that we were about to see it. So, yes. um, yeah. And then we had to make We've everyone seen wait. it since I've seen it twice. How many times have you seen it? Kendall? Five times. <laughs> <laughs> That's at least once a week. Almost, kind of yeah, pretty much. Space it out <laughs> in the in the month that's been. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag no shame. I don't care. It's fine. It's, it's if you love it's it, amazing. just go and watch I, it. Look, I literally, like I said, so we went and saw it on my birthday, yeah. and. I, I've always just kind of said the last few years, the best thing about being born in May, the only good thing <laughs> about being born in fucking May, because the weather's always terrible, is the fact that there's always a Marvel movie in cinemas. Yes. Literally every single birthday I so. have. So I go and see a Marvel movie on my birthday. And then this year, because <laughs> I didn't know what I wanted to do for my birthday, I was just like, I'm just going to go see Endgame. See Endgame. Let's just go see Endgame. And I, then it was just like a matter of organizing people. And thankfully everyone was free. And yeah. Had a fucking awesome time. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, shall we just dive in Let's. then now to your responses? Let's. Yes. So this month's question yes, was, was not really a question. No. <laughs> <laughs> Should we try that again? <laughs> no, that's fine. It's okay. It's fine. We're really excited. <laughs> so, we, uh, so we put to you lovely listeners uh, for last month, um, we wanted to talk all spoilers for Avengers Endgame. Yes. Um, ending favorite parts, scenes, reviews, whatever you wanted to discuss. Things um, you, even, even negative things. Totally. Whatever. Just, just say it. We just wanted we just to talk wanted, about yeah. the movie because we knew it was going to be good. Yep. Didn't know it was going to be this good. Yep. <laughs> like just anyway, like, holy shit. I need to, yeah, I need to save my reaction for later um, <laughs> because we're going to go into your answers first. Yes. Um, Fulia, would you like to start? All right. Okay. So here our we go. first 
response comes from Matthew Craven. Who is my cousin. Hey! Hey, Matt. He says, hey, cuz, just saw the post. Uh, My thoughts on the movie are, wow. (laughs) Bloody wow. I believe it could not have been done any better than that. Yep. What a way to cap off 22 movies. Indeed. Also, the ending with Tony affected me more as I also have a daughter. Oh, yeah, he does. And she's so adorable. If there was a scale, it was blown straight off it. Cheers, cuz. <laughs> Cheers, <so> cuz. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yes, he's he's put that very well. And yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt is a dad, and um, wow, that would have hit him. So hard. that would have hit him very hard. The whole uh, everything with Morgan Stark in this movie. Um, oh god, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to start this by crying. <laughs> I feel for you, Matthew. Oh, I feel for you. Yes, we do. Um, yeah, and yeah, literally, I think. That's just the overwhelming response from most people has just been it could not have been done any better. Yeah, definitely. Um, like it was, it's just literally the perfect way that they could have ended this. And and um, yeah. Anyway, I can't. Just... It's yeah. It's just the it was the best way to end it. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and made every single movie count. Yep, definitely. Like my one of my favorite uh, quotes that um, one of my favorite people in the world, Kevin Smith, has been saying is that. They made you give a shit about Thor The Dark World. <laughs> yeah. And most people don't either like that movie much or think it's at least like one of the lesser movies of the entire MCU. Yeah. Uh, I can understand why you'd say that, but I also, I love the Thor movies, so screw you. At the same time. <laughs> um, but, um, but the fact that, yeah, this endgame, you know, takes you back to Thor The Dark World um, and reminds you of, you know, some of the really good parts of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, so the fact that, yeah, like yeah. So no, no, no stone is left unturned in this film. Mm. So it's just absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Matthew. Thanks, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to start the episode. Oh, yeah, good response to start. Yeah. Oh, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> Who do we have next? We have oh, this is hilarious because he's a friend from work. <laughs> James Hibble. Hey, James. Hey, James. He says, one of the best conclusions to a series of all time, and I can't believe they stayed so consistent through all 22 movies. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope this quality of movies continues for Far From Home and Phase 4. Couldn't agree more. Yes. Couldn't agree more. And I think it will, to yes, be honest. Definitely. I mean, the only the only worrying thing now is the fact that the hype was just kept going up and up and up, and, like, Endgame is kind of the peak of the the MCU, the, yeah. Mar- the Marvel Studios hype machine, pretty much. Um, so it's like, well, how do you? Because they finished this big story that they've just been building towards for so long. Like, how do you go? How do you even top that? Exactly. In a way, like, it's like the. It's it's just it, I don't even know how to how to put it yeah, into words. It's yeah. just, it's, it's never it, been done before. Exactly. So like, how do you, where do you literally go from here? And um, but I have complete faith. Um, that Kevin Feige, all hail our one and true savior, <laughs> Kevin Feige, um, <laughs> has, you know, everything under control. And, yeah. you know, the reason they haven't announced f- phase four films yet is because, you know, they're clearly taking the proper time to 
plan everything and mm. plot everything and they don't want to give everything away just yet. Exactly. And I respect that. And Far From Home, by the way, looks amazing. We've yes. had a bunch of trailers come out for that. Oh my um, goodness. And yeah, they've re- actually released a new trailer for that. Um, oh, uh, I haven't seen it. After Endgame. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, yeah. I, th- I thought you meant like recently. Oh, no. A couple of weeks ago. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with fucking Tom Holland hilariously oh. just being like, Hey guys, spoilers ahead. Oh, thanks, Tom, King of the Spoilers. <laughs> thank, thank, uh, it's so funny, so funny that he would be the person to, at the start of the trailer be like, just you know, I hey, think, I watch reck- Endgame and then come I, back. I reckon, this. I reckon the managers or the producers have been like, you're gonna record this, saying this on camera. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, well, the whole world knows he's a he, he's he's notorious for for keeping not keeping secrets and yeah, spoiling no, things. He so. can't keep secrets. Yeah, yeah. And the trailer obviously does show um, Tony Stark being dead. Yes. Um. So it's yeah. So I can understand why they would obviously Cut have to be in, yeah yeah have to put him in the movie. I'm oh, sorry, in the trailer, going you know. This is a major spoiler, so don't watch this if you haven't seen Endgame. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I, yeah. So yeah, back to what James was saying. I really, yeah. They've, the consistency throughout every single film, the quality rarely, rarely dips, especially in the last, you know, few years. It's, they've all been just amazing one yeah. after the next. And yeah, Endgame really capped that off it's, nicely. It's, it's really, it's really um, great to see that, a series like the MCU, this franchise, um, has not actually dipped in any way. Like, no. it hasn't plateaued. It's it's not a DC universe. No, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. Um, but I, I agree with how well they kept the consistency of all those movies yes. together. Yeah. This would have been a one a hell of a pre-production. It's just to, to kind of fathom the amount of work that's gone into all exactly. of these. Because you've got, you know, <laughs> you've got all these individual franchises and you have to connect them together. Yeah. They're in the same universe. And then you have to also tell a long game kind of story that has this kind of a conclusion that involves everyone. And then yeah. you have to like schedule all the crew and the actors and just like, it's just monumental. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's massive. It's like just, to be able to plan 10 uh, years ahead yeah. for, you know, for these films yeah. is just astonishing. Yeah. 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 Kudos to the crew. Kudos to everyone. To everyone. Every <laughs> single person involved in making these movies. Because yes. Just, what you've pulled off is oh man uh, yeah i we love you for it we love you so much <laughs> we love you 3000 exactly <laughs> High five. yes yay yes yes prepare to hear that quote a lot in this podcast yeah. thank you james thanks james our next response comes from one ryan mills ryan hello ryan now where the first uh, response was a nacho libre gif so, uh, so Jack Black. So Jack Black, um, of Jack Black in his role as Nacho Libre, saying, "It's the best. I love it." <laughs> <laughs> but then he goes on and says, <laughs> "Basically, did a keyboard smash." <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fucking incredible. Every loose end you could possibly think of is tied up. 
so many epic callbacks it's over and holy shit it was incredible could very well be the best film i've ever seen it's definitely my favorite marvel film for sure here here wow very well said ryan i love the um, keyboard smash yes <laughs> keyboard smash is very appropriate yes for this definitely movie. very very appropriate <laughs> Um, he's exactly right. They literally tie up and tie off every single character beat and character arc that they've been working on for 11 years. Yeah. They wrap it up in a, the, the most perfect bow you can possibly imagine. Um, and then calling, like I said before, calling back to literally every film almost. Yeah, definitely. Throughout, like, you know, making every single reference count every and especially like the best thing about endgame is the fact that if you're a fan who's as hardcore as us yeah uh, or even me to an extent because i'm insane um (laughs) 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 um like you know it that the fact that these movies are they're made by fans of of these characters and these worlds so like they know what we want and they know what's going to make us go crazy and they're going to reward our devotion yeah to these films so it's such a reciprocating relationship that the audience has with the filmmakers in this sense and it's like i feel like just i don't know about you but i just feel so fucking lucky to be yeah, alive for this yeah, and to be too. such a fan I, of this i agree I it's just totally agree we're just so i so fucking privileged really just to to and i'm so grateful i'm fucking eternally grateful and i'll keep saying i know it sounds cheesy but i'm so grateful that i'm alive to be a part of this entire yeah phenomenon that's happened and so caught up in it the way i am i'm I'm just so uh, glad it happened during our 20s (laughs) i know we were we are literally at at the perfect age for this Yeah, yeah but then you know i love hearing those stories online of like you know families and kids that have like grown up like the amount of times I've watched interviews with actors and they'll like, you know, talk about how they, they meet fans at meet and greets and stuff. And the fans will say, I was, you know, I was eight when I saw the first Iron Man. Yeah. And now I'm 18, 19 watching Avengers. They've Infinity literally War, grown up with it. Avengers Endgame. Yeah. And that that's forming, that's in their formative years. So that's really going to just completely have such an impact on them as oh, a person. Of course. I mean, it has for us, and we're a little bit older. But I just, yeah, it's it's just, I just, keep, it's a it's a life changing oh, experience. It really is, and it's so stupid as well because they're just movies. Yeah, but movies just really have that power to really affect, you know, change and and just so much positivity and bring people together. I was just thinking that yeah. it, it brings everybody together. Totally. That's what movies do. And the MCU does that too. Like it makes it, it you, you become part of a huge family. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The fandom is just one gigantic family across the entire world. Exactly. There's nothing like it. There's <laughs> nothing like it. Um, Thank yeah. you, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. He also, yes, I wanted to touch on one before we move on yes. to the next answer. But yeah, best film he's ever seen. Don't blame him for saying that. I, I don't know if I can make that call because I really can't decide on a best film I've ever seen per se. But I mean, it's going to be up there. But I have since decided it's definitely my favorite Marvel film now. Well, that's what he said as well. Yeah. yeah. It's his favorite Marvel film. It's his favorite Marvel film. I've, I've decided it's my favorite Marvel film now. And for the longest time, it's been the first Avengers because I just love everything. For me, that movie's a perfect film. Yeah. The original of 
Avengers, uh, directed by Joss Whedon. Mm. But now Endgame has just trumped it. Pretty Absolutely much. trumped it. So awesome. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> um, next up, we have the most excellent lady, Alexis Game. Hey, Alex. Hey, Alex. Um, she says, it was a good end. I understood the Thor plot, but sorry, understood the Thor plot, but I didn't like it. And Captain America wielding the hammer was awesome. Yes. Oh! Best moment. Oh my God. The cheers in the cinema. Holy moly. I, okay. Every time I watch this movie, that is the moment that I am smiling the most. I'm smiling so much, so much that I'm like, Try not to cry. <laughs> like I'm happy. I get tears. I get chills. And, I oh see, yeah, I, when the I chills see that scene. Are, yeah. When I saw that scene for the first time, yeah. I, oh, I I had the chills. I was excited. I was you know tears of joy. I think I was applauding. Yeah, we all were in the cinema. <laughs> the in the cinema, cinema the, in, the entire cinema just erupted. Yeah, into applause. And it was cheers. the best feeling. Ever. So good. And I, yeah, I, I think I fist pumped even. Yeah, like I, think I, I did. I'm pretty sure I physically just went, yes! Like, <laughs> I almost got out of my seat fist pumping. Yeah. That's how good it yeah. Was. <laughs> I, I, I can't even. Um, like, I think I summed, I sum it up pretty well in Collectible Chaos. Yeah. Um, when you watch that, if you watch that, but like, just. You know, the fact that they, they they made this little joke about it a few years ago, just be like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if, if, if Cap could maybe lift the, lift the hammer, lift Mjolnir? And then now, fucking... They've made that joke a reality. Four years later, <laughs> they turned that 10-second joke into fucking one of the best moments in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. And you know what's even oh. better? God. Thor approves. Thor's reaction. He's, he oh my approves. God. He Thor's is reaction. so like, I knew you it. Yes. <laughs> his reaction just <laughs> sealed it completely. I loved it. I loved the joy on his face. He's like, I knew it. And then, and then just watching Steve Rogers with the hammer using it against Thanos oh my God. during their fight. Like he was summoning the lightning down and throwing it and like just, I and did, doing the spin and just oh like I did not think Captain America could also be Thor. <laughs> yeah, he can. Looks like he can. He is worthy. He is worthy, oh. ladies and gentlemen. Um, I did read an interesting theory online yep. about why he like this. Okay, there's two theories about why he actually couldn't lift the hammer in Age of Ultron. Okay, one is that. Um, because his conscience wasn't clear because he knew that Bucky had killed Tony's parents yeah. and didn't tell Tony. Okay. And so in Civil War, we find out, you know, he knew that the whole time, right? But then, so his conscience is now clear. He has nothing else to hide. Yeah. Um, so therefore, that makes him worthy of finally, like finally worthy of lifting the hammer. Lifting the hammer, okay. Um, and then the other, the other theory is that he actually could have picked it up then and there, but because Steve Rogers is, you know, the most humble and kind polite. man and polite man, you will, he didn't want to embarrass Thor, so he didn't pick I think, it up. I think I go with that one. You like that one better? <laughs> I like that one yeah. better. <laughs> that one probably suits his character a bit more, I yeah, think. Yeah, I reckon. Um, yeah, so, but I thought I'd just throw those in there. <laughs> I think they're, they're really, really good. But yes. that, that was a fucking moment. Yeah, it was so good. Oh, boy. Um, touching on the Thor plot. Okay, um, yes, let's get into that. Let's get into that. Now... Uh, it was quite funny to see him 
when you first see him, yes. the way that he is. And he's overweight. And overweight, everything. you know, just hairy, messy, yeah. mm, drunk. Doesn't, drunk, doesn't give a shit about anybody anymore. Yeah, yeah. And just is an, has become an introvert. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah, um, yeah. That I sort of get because of what happened in Infinity War. Totally. And then he what lost, happened at the beginning of Endgame. He lost so much in such a small frame of time. Yeah. Like, it was insane. He lost Loki. He lost Heimdall. He lost Asgard. He lost half of Asgard's population. Yeah. Uh, and then he failed to kill Thanos. Um, and then he finally killed him at the start of Endgame, but it was already too late. Yeah. It didn't matter. And so he just completely... D- it, he just became just, yeah. destitute, depressed, and just I'm just, just done with the world. I'm withdrawing myself with the universe. Yeah, so he, you know, went to Norway. They made new Asgard. Yeah, um, and yeah, he just retreated into his little cabin with Korg and Meek. Though <laughs> seeing Korg and Meek again, considering Ragnarok is still one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I was filled with so much joy, and getting to see Valkyrie again too was fantastic. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, but Korg and Meek cracked me up so much. So <laughs> that was that was hilarious. <laughs> hey Thor, that guy's calling me a dickhead again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, it was great. The fact that they were gaming online gaming. I know they're playing Fortnite. Yeah, out of all the games they could have been playing, Fortnite. My gosh. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, apart from that. Apart from that, um, for the rest of the run of the film, I kind of agree with Alex in the fact that maybe they could have um, addressed it a little bit more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, more tasteful? Yes. More tastefully so, rather than making him the joke of, well, the sh- of the show. So here's the thing. Right. Um, I watched this really interesting video and I will shout out them because uh, I love them. What Culture on mm-hmm. YouTube. Um, they're one of my favorite channels I've subscribed to. Um, they did a video that was basically talking about how the fact that they made fun or made light of Thor's essentially having, you know, PTSD. Yeah. Uh, really just negated everything that they did with Tony Stark in Iron Man 3 and when he was going through the same thing. Okay. Because after the events of the first Avengers film, he was really, in Iron Man 3, you really see him struggling with PTSD and struggling with just the trauma of almost dying, you know, aliens invading, going through a wormhole, all this stuff, you know, like it just really affected him. Um, And they handled it really, really well in Iron Man 3. Mm. Um, And... And it was a. They didn't make a joke. It was there were no jokes made at his his expense, and it was a really good explore, exploration of masculinity. Yeah. As well, like saying it's look, it's this is Tony fucking Stark. Like he's the man, you know. Yeah, exactly. And he, this is he's suffering, and we see him suffering, and they don't shy away from it. However, the what culture made the point of saying, well, yeah, well then if you you can't do that seriously, and then do Thor as the butt of everyone's joke, mm. and then talk about when. You know, when they're on Asgard and Rocket is trying to snap him out of it, Rocket, you know, just slaps him and just talks to him. And he says some really inspiring things to him, but it's a completely different approach to A, what uh, he did with Thor in Infinity War when he's like, time to be the captain and went and sat down and talked to him to be like, hey, you're okay. Like, yeah. are you actually ready to do this? Can you even do this? Like, he was really good. But then in this, he's just kind of, you know, snap out of it. 
you know, everybody's lost someone. I lost my whole, my whole family as well. You know, mm. we need you right now. Like he just, they, I feel like maybe the movie didn't have enough time even in three hours to um, address it, to address yeah. it, it properly without just having it being a joke. And so, yeah. So it's just, I mean, I can kind of agree with that. Mm. Um, to an, a certain extent, but, you know, just but putting putting that sort of stuff aside, it, it was still like it was still great fun to it see. It was him. still fun, like yeah, I can totally accept it for what it is. Yeah, because it's because there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, like exactly. changing it, and yeah, and it was still hilarious. Like seeing like seeing him the way he looked and and thinking he looks like the dude, and then you hear and then Tony Stark walks past and calls him Lebowski. I was just like, well, this is yeah. fucking great. Yeah, like <laughs> and yeah, and then like the scene where he's sitting down and like they're trying to they're all plotting about like what do they do? You know, what what are all the stones and where are they? And, and he's just reminiscing. And he's just and then well, first Thor's sitting. He's just sitting there, his sunglasses on, not moving, and then like. Um, Rhodey's like pretty sure he's dead um, <laughs> and then yeah he gets he gets up and starts talking about Jane and Asgard and then his mum and then he starts crying and then it's literally uh, him sort of having uh, his sort of mental breakdown yeah really. he was having a mental breakdown he was just vomiting up all of his emotions yes at that moment <laughs> and just the reactions of the Avengers faces yeah when he he was up there trying to talk and then like how he's like uh, the ether's more of an angry sludge, so you may want to change that. In the so whoever said it was a stone, that's wrong. You know, you may want to fix, yeah, very funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was. Look, it was. It was. It was really good. And um, I, I also, I think the best thing to come out of that is the fact that everyone can easily achieve a Thor bod now. Oh yeah. Um, you don't let you let yourself go. Just that, let yourself go, happen. and you'll be like Thor. Like, don't do anything, yeah. and you're like Thor. I feel like though, to <laughs> like at the end, the the whole you know the big battle scene. Yes. Um, when he does sort of fix himself up for battle. Yeah. And I I'm pretty sure he did that sort of magically. Well, yeah, he just whatever power with his he beard has, his hair. he tra- he can just transform. Why couldn't he do that with the rest of his body though? I guess it doesn't affect physical, like, weight, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I, don't, I don't know Asgardian magic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Or space magic, as Thor calls it. I think it. we need to do some research. Um, we should. <laughs> I would love to know how to do that. But no, no, yeah, he just, they, clearly they can't, they can change, you can change your look, your, like, your, um, your facade, your physical facade. And yeah. What you're wearing and how your hair is or whatever, but you can't physically like change. Like a Sabrina the Teenage Witch sort of season. Yeah. yeah. You can't change your body. Yeah. Okay. So I guess, because yeah, he was still, I mean, he looked fucking badass. Like oh, at yeah. the end when he, he definitely did. when he powered up, even though he still had the gut, he, and he was like dual wielding Stormbreaker and Mjolnir, and he had the braided beard and oh, the hair. That, and... I actually, I actually liked the braided beard. I loved it. I loved it. That I was am so good. So glad. I mean, I get why they cut his hair for Ragnarok, but I am so glad they let him grow his hair back for this one. Yeah. <laughs> I gave Thor long hair again because that's that's Thor. Yeah, long hair. You know, they just need the helmet on and he's perfect. But done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was better. So yeah, Thor, Thor is from, it's, it's, it's interesting too when you compare him to Infinity War because he was the best thing in Infinity War yep. for me, hands down, and for a lot of people. So to go from that to really dividing audiences with the way he was mm. portrayed, 
Um, yeah, it's a really interesting choice, but he's still entertaining yeah. at, at the very least. Little fun fact here: um, during the filming of um, of Endgame, uh, Chris Hemsworth had to wear a full bodysuit, and yeah. it was really weighted down. And apparently, the the directors and the producers were very worried about him. Oh, during during the filming because really? of how bad it, it, it was sort the of extra weight he was the carrying. extra weight he was carrying it was affecting his back um oh my god yeah yeah i i think either i read about it or i saw a video on it I, i'm pretty sure i read about it somewhere and it was yeah it was just discussing that the the producers and the directors were just a little bit worried about him yeah yeah, yeah. that sucks that's awful yeah i'm i'm assuming it'll it'll come up in like some um behind the scenes stuff in the blue yeah and yeah that, so for sure i imagine it will keep an eye out on that but Holy shit. yeah okay that doesn't surprise me though cuz they he they gave him a big belly yeah and he had to wear it like for the duration of filming yeah we well, would have yeah yeah that's for sure wow yeah, all right. Kudos to you, Hemsworth. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh Thanks, God. Alex, for your response. That was good. Thanks, Alex. Thank Got us you. more in-depth. Very, very in-depth. Yeah. I, like, I love it. I love it. Thank you, Alex. Our next response comes from Shannon Craven. Uh, Shannon, not related to my cousin, I think. We'll find out. Um, and he is um, Alex's partner. Yes. Because when I asked him for a review, he said, too soon, hashtag love you 3000. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I suffered enough. <laughs> because then Alex responded saying, yeah, he was in mourning for days after the film. <laughs> I am with you, buddy. Uh, yeah. So, okay, let's let's talk about Tony Stark then. Let's... <sighs> And, and maybe Natasha Romanoff too. Like, all know. right, break out the tissues. Let's. This is the tissue time. People. <laughs> okay, so unfortunately, uh, there were some deaths yes. in this film, as we all know. Um, first, we saw Natasha Romanoff give her life to get the Soul Stone. Yes. Um, and the first time I saw this, my stupid brain was just caught up in the moment of just like. Like and it was it's funny because I did the exact same thing when Gamora sacrificed herself. Well, sorry, sorry, she didn't sacrifice herself. Thanos killed her anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. When when Thanos killed Gamora for the Soul Stone in the first in the in in Infinity War, uh, and then in this, I reacted the same, going like, "Oh, they can just use the stone to bring her back." And then later on in the movie, I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> no, she's not coming back." A soul so, for a soul. A soul for a soul. And I got like. By the end of the film, like just before, you know, Tony was dying, I was, and then, oh, actually, no, it was during the funeral afterwards when um, Clint and Wanda are talking about Nat and they're talking about Vision. Yeah. Um, I realized, fuck, Natasha really isn't coming back. And then I just lost it again. Aww. I was already really upset. And then I just, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, she's actually dead. Like, gone. I can't, can't believe bring, it. Can't bring, it, can't bring it back. She's gone. Um, I really want to commend Scarlett Johansson for awesome performance. She did really well, like not just this film, but across the entire thing. I really, oh, of course. her portrayal of Black Widow is, has always been one of my favorite things. Um, there's a reason I have, you know, her costume at home because she's a badass. Um, and yeah, and her performance in Endgame, I really like the fact that Endgame gave us the chance to see like all of this, the original six you yeah. know, get a lot to do. And she, I think this was the perfect way again, like every character got a perfect ending. 
for their story, in my opinion. But this was the perfect way to end her story because for the longest time she's like, I've got red in my ledger. I want to wipe it out. You know, I did all these horrible things. Yeah. And I, and then, you know, and then she even says in the movie, like, you know, I used to have nothing and then I got this job, um, you know, because we see her after they time jump five years into the future, you know, and, and she's just leading whoever's left, which is, you know, Captain Marvel, um, Nebula, Rocket, Okoye and Rhodey. Um, and, you know, cause Steve Rogers is out doing his support group thing and I don't know what else he's doing, but, um, yeah. And she's just trying to hold it together and keep some kind of purpose Yeah, and, and try and help people, you know, help whoever she can and whoever's, you know, still alive. Um, and it was just incredible. And then just when she's talking to Clint and she's like, everything I've been doing for the last five years has been about getting to right now, right here, getting the stones back, bringing everyone back. Yeah. That's so she's like, I have to do this. And that scene of them in Vormir. Yeah. Fighting over who's going to do it. Oh man. Man. I think we, we were both having heart attacks when it was going to, when you think it's the gonna first be time Hawkeye. you watch it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want it to be either of them, obviously, but oh, I, of course not. I thought they were going to kill Hawkeye. I honestly did because mm. you know, what else, what much more can you do with Clint Barton's character? But I'm glad they didn't because, you know, we get to see him reunite with his family at the end. Yeah. And then he's getting his own series that will, you know, have him probably training up Kate Bishop, the next, next Hawkeye. Mm. And then, you know, the black widow films coming out. So, you know, don't I, I, you know, we all thought it was going to be a sequel, but it's clearly now going to be a prequel, prequel yeah. which is exciting. But um, at the same time, yeah, it just, and it just, yeah, they really made you suffer when, oh, yeah. when they were, when they were both fighting over, you know, yeah. who's going to go. Were, they made sure that we were going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> and when, you know, they both go off the edge at the end and they're both hanging on and, and then, and Clint's just angry at her because she's you know outsmarted him she's outsmarted him because she's such a spy and tethered him to the the rock and she's just hanging off onto him and just but just i can't get over the look on her face when she's like let me go she was she was it's okay she's like it's okay i know what i'm doing everything's gonna be fine and then clint didn't want to let her go and just his reaction he's fucking heartbreak and then he gets the stone and then it's just Oh, like he wasn't, he wasn't happy for getting the stone. He just, he'd rather would have kept Scarlet. Well, he wanted, yeah, he wanted her to live and him to die. Exactly. He wanted, they both wanted to sacrifice themselves. And that just says so much about who they are as characters and, and, you know, people in this universe and heroes really. Exactly. Especially being, you know, the two Avengers that don't have any really powerful abilities. No. In terms of physical physicality apart from being you know obviously he's a great great with a bow and arrow and, mm. and she's a, a super spy but you know yeah so i it was just you know it's heartbreaking it's absolutely heartbreaking and i love the, the fact that they chose to sh- they didn't obviously they it's a you know it's still kind of a family superhero film so they're not going to actually show her die mm. but you, the camera just sees his reaction to her hitting the ground yeah and then we get the the shot of her on the ground and 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 um in the same pose as Gamora was yeah. as well. It's that's ha- not triggering. It's haunting um and yeah very upsetting because yeah yeah she's been with us since Iron Man two, pretty much and that's that's it. Ah, oh, 
Oh, God, I'm going to cry. Um, anyway, no, it's okay. <laughs> I'm about to legitimately cry because now we're going to talk about Tony Stark. Yep. Um, yeah, so uh, apparently Shannon was in mourning for days. Mm-hmm. So was I. I had a lot of trouble with this. Really? Um, I really had a hard time dealing with the fact that he was gone. It really affected me. Okay. Quite a lot. I know he's not real. I know it's silly, <laughs> but I'm, I just, you know, I fucking love these movies so much. They mean the world. It's to an me. end of an era. It really, and it's the, yeah, it's the end of an era. It's, a, it's the end of the path that he started them on. That fucking line he says in Age of Ultron. Yeah. That just gets me every time. And then, you know, and then the fact that he says in, in Endgame, part of the journey is the end, like. When he's on that recorded message, they put it in the trailer thinking it was part of the message he was sending to Pepper, but then it's actually lifted from the end of the film for the message he recorded for Pepper and Morgan in case he died. During the time heist. Yeah. Yeah. That was... I can't, still can't even believe Tony fucking Stark is dead. Yeah. He's no more. Mm. And But it was just... It was perfect... Like, you could not have asked for a more perfect end for a character's story. Definitely. At all. Like, going from, you know, the genius billionaire playboy philanthropist that he was. Yeah. And continued to be, let's not lie. Yeah. Um, but still, for him to start out how he was and then just to go through everything he went through that really just changed who he was as a person. He became more and more of a hero each time he stepped into the suit and... And, you know, and then he was mentoring Peter Parker. Like, he became a father figure to him. Oh, man, I felt for him. Oh, when Peter came over oh. to say goodbye to Tony and he's just like, we did it, we won. And, oh, fuck. Yeah, nah, that was, that, oh. that was absolutely the moment when I was just done. <laughs> Spider-Man makes me cry. Just he does. In he... Fin- Infinity War, he made damn me cry. You, damn you, Tom Holland, Tom for being Holland. so dramatic. You're such a good actor, mate. <laughs> like, I literally just have to hear the crack in his voice and I'm done. <laughs> like, if I ever watch any other movie with him in it and he just starts crying, I'm going to start crying. Yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah, just I, the fact that right at the end, you know, well, let's go just like the fact that, you know, Thanos thinks he's won. And he's like, I am inevitable. He's quoting himself because at the start of the movie, he's he just says to the Avengers, like, you know, I'm inevitable. I am inevitable. This mm. was going to happen. And then he he ends up seeing his future self through Nebula because of how they were connected. Yeah. Past and future Nebula. And then so he just says he just looks at Tony Stark and says, I am inevitable. Snaps his fingers. Nothing happens because Tony got the stones, put them on his suit and then just says. And I, I am Iron, Iron Man. Man. Oh, snap. God. And then he snaps his finger. That wasn't supposed to be, that wasn't the, like the final cut of the film. I think he, I, I've heard two different versions of what originally was. Originally it was nothing. And he just looked at Thanos and snapped. Another one was, he said something else, but it wasn't Iron, I am Iron Man. And it didn't play off as well. Okay. So then they had to convince Robert Downey Jr. to come back and resh- in the reshoots and actually... Uh, to do pickups. And to do that again. And he didn't want to uh... at first because it was such an emotion, hard emotional place to be in. Mm. And I can totally understand that. And because he was like, oh, well, I've already said goodbye to the character. I've dealt with that. Mm. So he didn't want to go back and, and re- re- reopen the wounds, but he 
was convinced to do it and thank fuck thank you rdj because that line is perfect the way he delivers it is perfect the fact that it's iron man that gets at the end of it all i mean hulk brings everyone back which is just you know that in itself was amazing that was fucking brilliant the fact that bruce banner's just you know one combined the brains and the brawn as he says and made smart hulk yeah it's fucking great and then the fact that he like the stones he's like that that the radiation is mostly gamma, which is what he's made of. Yeah. He's so he li- he literally says it's like I was made for this, and it's fucking true. Like this was his fucking destiny. There was a yeah. fucking reason the Hulk exists, and it's it was for this. <laughs> it's just so perfect, people. This movie is perfect. It just works so well. And then yeah, but then Tony just, oh god, it fucking kills me when he just. The only time, right in the last the last minute of his life, Rhodey comes over, doesn't say anything. Peter comes over, he doesn't say anything. Pepper comes over and he musters up the strength somehow to look at her and smile one last time. Oh. And say, hey, Pep. Yeah. And that's the last thing he ever says. Oh. And then she's, she, she's, the fact that she's like, you can rest now, is like just... Just the perfect choice of words because, you know, she says earlier in the movie, like, one of the few failures of my life has been me trying to get you to stop. Yeah. Because, you know, he's just invented time travel and he's like, I could stop. I could not help these people. And she's like, but would you be able to rest? Like, I can't stop. I'm not going to be able to stop you. You yeah. need to. You no, need to go and help I'm them telling again. you not to stop now. I'm finally, after all these years of trying to get you to stop, I'm telling you not to stop. And so he does it and he goes and he saves everyone and he gives his life in the process. Yeah. And so she says, you can rest now. Yeah. We're going to be okay. Fuck. Oh, man. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's perfect. Stephen McFeely and Christopher Marcus, the screenwriters on this movie, just fucking hats off yeah. to you guys. They wrote Infinity War. They wrote this. They wrote all three Captain America films and a little bit of Thor: The Dark World. Um, and I, I worship them <laughs> for for coming up with this. They are very, very talented writers. Yeah, unbelievably talented. And then just the funeral scene just gets me so much. Yeah, because that that's that's that is the scene where you know. It's over. It's done. It's yeah, it's and done. He's not coming back. He's and, not coming back. And it's just like every time I see that f- hear the music because Alan Silvestri the composer, he tra- he he scored this film perfectly, beautifully, and just the, mu- the way the music plays, the music that plays over the funeral is the same music that played at the start of the movie when Tony laid down to sleep on the Benatar before Captain Marvel rocked up and rescued them. Oh, man. The I, same I see, I, music. I, I did not pick that up. I've seen it five times. <laughs> when you've seen what I've seen, you, you tend to notice things. You notice things. <laughs> um, but yes, and, and then just the wreath that gets laid out on the lake with the original arc, arc reactor. reactor from the first oh, Iron Man movie. Gosh. Proof that Tony Stark has a heart. And then the camera just comes back and just shows every single fucking person that is standing there because fucking Iron Man. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. It's just so powerful. (laughs) 
It's okay. Because it's just it's just the legacy of this entire thing. All of these characters are standing. I've I've said this so many times to so many people now, but I just it just makes so much sense. All of these characters are standing here because of him. Because not because you know not just because he saved them, but because they are representative of his legacy on this cinematic universe. Yeah, and exactly. It's just fucking perfection. It's it fucking perfection. I can't, I can't t- stress that enough. <laughs> and then we even get to see Harley Keener, like the little kid from Iron Man 3. He's there. He's at the funeral. Yeah, I, I had no idea who he was. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember. The first time I saw it, I was like, who is that kid? He's going to be someone important. I'm not remembering it correctly. <laughs> and then, and then yeah, and then after I got out, we were all kind of like, it's the kid from Iron Man 3. That is awesome. Like, <laughs> uh, it was, it's just, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I need, I, I, I think I, I need to stop. Yeah. <laughs> or I actually will break down and start crying <laughs> pr- properly. You pretty much explained all you need to explain. Yeah. You want to add anything onto what I said? You, you said it perfectly. It's fine. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. But we love Tony Stark 3000 and Morgan Stark is just the most, perfect little girl in the world and we love her 3000 yes and give her cheeseburgers give her cheeseburgers oh (laughs) god i start to stop crying because we got we cut to the scene of clinton wonder talking and then we cut back to happy and morgan and then she's like i want cheeseburgers i'm like that's what your dad wanted in iron man (laughs) one Stop breaking my heart. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want cheeseburgers? Yeah, your dad wanted, like, your dad loves cheeseburgers. Your dad loved cheeseburgers. I'm going to get you all the cheeseburgers you want. Oh. Because Happy didn't give him a cheeseburger in Iron Man 1? No, no, they got, they got cheeseburgers. You literally see him at the first press conference he does at the start of the film when he comes back. He sits down on the floor. He's got a sling in one hand, and in the, in the other hand, he's eating <laughs> a cheeseburger. cheeseburger. Like, legit. <laughs> Go back and watch it. Yes, I um, it, I have not yeah. seen the other movies for a very long time. Yeah, that's well. And I need, you know, I need to do a rewatch. You should. <laughs> you should. I'm gonna do. I I'm planning on doing a, a just an Iron Man rewatch. Yeah. So doing all all three Iron Mans, all four Avengers movies, and then like yeah, Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah. In there, and then maybe ending it with Far From Home because yep. he obviously is gonna have a lot of impact on that one when that comes out. Mm. Oh, you don't have long. You don't have. You don't have long to go in order to do that because well, apparently you're going to watch it over in Los Angeles, yeah, aren't you? Well, or, in or San, San Francisco, Francisco. It, I'm going to be in San Francisco when it comes out, so I'm, yeah, very happy about that. <laughs> and I'm going to be far from home. Oh yes, you are. <laughs> when I'm watching Far From Home, <laughs> I love puns. Oh wow, that's great. All right, all right. Thank you, Shannon. Thanks, Shannon. <laughs> okay, next up we have the most excellent human, that is Jamil Belici. Hey, Jamil. Hey, Jamil. He says, uh, it was definitely not the movie I expected to see. I was surprised by how light the tone of the movie was compared to the previous one. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was surprised by how optimistic the movie was. And those two things combined created a movie where I didn't know where the movie was going to go. That enhanced the experience for me because I was even more invested in the outcome. So when the payoffs came, they really hit home. Hashtag tell Winifred. Oh, they definitely yeah. did. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> oh, 
I, I agree with the fact that it was a little bit more light. It was totally. There was, it, it was, um, there was a lot less um, battle scenes or a lot less sort of action. Yeah. But when the action was called for, it was done like well and it was cut in at the right places. Totally, yeah. Everything was paced really wonderfully. Yeah. But I think that's why I, I, I've decided Endgame is my favorite because... I've gotten the most enjoyment out of it. Yes. Of, and because, yeah, the tone, despite the fact that we we lose two main characters mm. and effectively three, considering Steve Rogers decides to go be an old man. Yeah. Um, and is probably going to be passing on at some point in the next few years of the universe. But, um, yeah, like we have those heartbreaking scenes. Yet yeah, we get some of the funniest and most wonderful just moments Spread throughout. Paul Rudd has a lot to do with that. Oh, I love that man. Seeing Ant-Man so much in this movie was just... The best. The best thing. He's great. Paul <laughs> Rudd is, is great. Like, I, I loved him Give in Civil War. Give us more Paul Rudd. And Give then us more Ant-Man. Seeing him in this was just, like... <laughs> just the way he reacts to just everything around him. Like, when they're talking about the Infinity Stones, he's like... I have no idea what you guys are talking about, so yeah, I'm just gonna, you know. And then when Thor's talking about what happened in the events of Thor: The Dark World with the Ether and on Asgard and Jane and everything, and he, there's just they literally everyone, everyone else is just like, oh my god, Thor, shut up, you're drunk. And then Paul Rudd's just hanging on every word, like, uh huh, yeah. This and is then, really and, interesting. And then what happened? <laughs> yeah, like he's just got that look like on his face. Kid. He's like a little kid. And then yeah, and then the diner scene. With with Smart Hulk when we meet Smart oh, Hulk. Oh my goodness! You want a photo so, of me? I'm Ant Man. I'm Ant Man. And then the kids are just like, mm-hmm. Oh, they don't know you. Yes, they don't know. They <laughs> don't know that's me. That's fine. fine. Nobody fine. does. Nobody does. Here, no, no, let's get a picture with you. No, it's no, fine. They don't know me. You know, it's fine. <laughs> then, so just take the damn phone. <laughs> I also want to point out the fact I, how funny I think it is that the kids are just all over Hulk. Fucking Captain America and Black Widow are sitting right there. <laughs> like, right there. They're not hiding. They're not covering their faces. <laughs> oh, man. It's just... <laughs> Mwah. Comedic gold. Oh, um, love it. Yeah. Everything Paul Rudd does in this movie is great. Just, yep. yeah. Scott Lang is wonderful. I hope they make an Ant-Man 3. I imagine they will. Yes. Um, he deserves one. He deserves so much. Oh, brilliant. Um, <laughs> yes. So what else did Jamil say? Payoffs. Yeah. I mean, like uh, just every, yeah, every single character's, you know, fi- finishing up, you know, the fact that Steve Rogers finally got his dance with his girl, Peggy. Yeah. Right at the end. Oh my goodness. That like. That was beautiful. It was so beautiful. And the song, here's another awesome trivia tidbit. The song that they're dancing to was the song used in Winter Soldier when uh, Nick Fury was sitting in Steve's apartment after he finds out that Hydra's in S.H.I.E.L.D. and he turns the music up so they can't be, their conversation can't be heard because oh. people are listening. And that was it's, the song. It's that song. <gasps> yep. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's... Okay. I, I, I really need to rewatch these films. Yeah. <laughs> I have a great problem in my life. That you remember it? That <laughs> That's not a problem. No, no, that I'm like insanely obsessed with these movies. <laughs> um, I, it's, it, yeah, perfect. Um, and like the only thing that would have made that moment more perfectly if it had actually been at the Stork Club, because that was the club that Peggy said we'll meet at, you know, a week, he, she was like a, a, what, a week next Saturday or whatever yeah. she said. Yeah. 
I think the only bad thing about, you know, Steve going, taking all the stones back and taking Mjolnir back was the fact that we didn't get to see him put the stones back. Yeah. Because Red Skull was on Vormir and, you know, we all know Red Skull is like, you know, Captain America's number one nemesis. Oh, yeah. I wanted so to see his reaction. I, yeah. The fucking memes that have come out of... Not, oh, yeah. I've not, seen a couple of them. Not seeing his... Rea- <laughs> not seeing the meeting is great. And then trying to put the ether back in Jane. Like, yeah. Hilarious. Man. Fuck, fucking hilarious. Would have been great to see, but it's okay. Um, and I'm really glad that they gave the shield to Falcon. Yes. Um, I mean, yes. part of me did want it to be... Bucky because I love Sebastian Stan um, but um, character wise in terms of who, it makes more sense it makes it more sense it was Falcon, Falcon yeah for sure he definitely embodies the the you know the ideals of Captain America definitely a lot better than Bucky does um, yeah so that was a really sweet moment it was it yeah. was yeah and then of course finally hearing Steve Rogers say the words Avengers Assemble that was oh, man. epic. Absolutely mind blowing. Epic. <laughs> Just <laughs> I oh, it's so good. Like just Oh, I can't. We it, all oh. had a nerdgasm. We did so when much. We heard it. Because like I mean the, the entire sequence starts of with with Sam Wilson saying on your left, which is the first line of dialogue from a Russo Brothers MCU film, The Winter Soldier. So that's an insanely awesome pull to put in, and then and then we see everyone come through, and then they're assembling, and then and then the music and the score is just backing them up, and they're all lining just building. up, and then Steve calls Mjolnir, and then he as he says Avengers, and then and then he pulls back and he's like assemble, and then Thor's like raw, and then they all just charge, and it's just the <laughs> audience in the cinema. Went lost, crazy. Lost their minds. We were all fully just cheering and clapping oh, by that point. Oh my god! It was over. We were just like, yes, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And the shot, that wide shot of them all charging, is just. Are you even real movie? Like that's that, a dream come true. That freaking cinematography is yep. just uh-huh. amazing. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some gorgeous oh, visuals in this film, and that was one of them. Oh. Just seeing, and then if you, I've seen it five times now, so I know. But the scene where they're all running and or flying, in mm. some cases, Tony Stark's at the front. Oh. Yeah, he's oh. the fir- he's just slightly, but he's the furthest along. Yeah, he's flying, right? He's flying yeah. over them. Fuck, it's perfect. <laughs> it's brilliant, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thor getting to say goodbye to his mother properly. Oh wow, that was that was that was great. That was so good to see. Um, cause it, it was also like she s- knew what was coming for him. Um, not not necessarily what the future was, but just you know the fact that. Well, she was she just seeing seeing him, uh, in his st- in the state he was in, just going okay, you're obviously about to go through a lot of suffering then. Yeah. Um, but. It was so good to see Renee Russo play Frigga again because she was a really nice aspect of the Thor films. Yeah. And it was such a shame she was killed off. Um, I get why they did it, and they did it really well. Like, it was handled really mm. well. Um, she got a beautiful funeral, and it was lovely. But um, And the fact yeah. that Thor really wanted to, to tell her that she was going to die, but oh. and but her mother was his mother was just like, no, no, it's 
You don't need to say anything. You're here to change your your, your fate, not mine. Your, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, and Thor, I'm glad that Thor didn't try and argue the point. Yeah, exactly. Because in a lot of those movies with time travel, when they're you're like, you know, I have to tell you something, you're you know, you're gonna die, you know, blah blah blah, kind of thing. They kind kind of drag it out, and the characters really try to be like. You gotta listen to me. You gotta listen to me. It becomes a cliche. Yeah. So I'm really glad in the end they like they, they didn't he, do he that. tried once and she was just like nope no just don't don't and they didn't drag it yet. out any any further than that exactly um yeah and then right after that you know he gets Mjolnir one last time that well. that moment where he, Rocket's waiting and all Thor's doing is just reaching out his arm and Rocket's looking up at him weird it's like, it's like what, what the fuck are you doing what are we doing we're supposed to be leaving and the, mo- and the mother's just like oh it just takes a minute yeah <laughs> sometimes sometimes it takes it's a second, second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that and was... the, the, the moment, that feeling that um, that Thor got that he felt that he was still worthy yeah I mean that would have definitely given him a confidence boost. Oh, you can see it in his face yeah. straight away. He's like, oh, I'm still so worthy. worthy. <laughs> like he says it. Like it's just he made him so happy. Yeah. Um, and then I really love where we cut to straight after that because it, uh, my favorite song from the Guardians 1 soundtrack plays Come Get Your Love. And we get to see fucking <laughs> Star-Lord dancing. And just... Just that little bit longer than what we and, got and, in, 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 the, the, in the film. In the first Guardians. And then... And then the music cuts out, and then you just hear Chris Pratt just singing, Come and get your job. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bill and Rody just perfect, and Rody's just like, So he's an idiot. And yeah. Nebula's like, Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, man. Comedy he, gold. Comedy Chris gold. Pratt is the best idiot. <laughs> yes. And the most lovable idiot. Exactly. You'll ever meet. Oh, man. Fucking awesome. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, thank yeah. you, Jamil. Thanks, Jamil. Thank you, thank you. And our final, uh, final, final response. response goes to Stephen Gaston. Stephen. Hey, Steve. And he says, an absolute celebration of everything the MCU is. The combination of my favorite character better than, uh, better than I could have ever dreamed. Uh, perfect nods to the source material. In retrospect, the banner can't become Hulk scenes from Infinity War build up to nothing, but that is okay. Oh, <laughs> I disagree. Uh, only moment I thought was a bit silly was the moment where Carol Danvers gets the gauntlet and the rest of the female Avengers show up to protect her. It's like she travels faster than light and can headbutt a capital starship to pieces. What were they hoping to contribute? Uh, but let's be real, it was worth the lack of sense just for that cool shot. Okay, let's talk about that. <laughs> because that has definitely been a... Uh, topic of conversation? Topic of Yes, well phrased. Topic of conversation uh, amongst the fandom, amongst the general public. Um, this moment in the final battle of Avengers Endgame, when all of the female warriors Come assemble. Together. Yes. Yep. Um, now, I... Yeah. It is very, it just feels very on the nose, very pandery to me, the way it just kind of happens. Mm. There's a similar scene in Infinity War, and I've talked about this, uh, I, I ranted about this on a podcast called Fred last week, but, so you're going to hear it again if you listen to both shows. But, um, yeah, basically, the, you know, the scene in Infinity War where, you know, um, Black Widow comes in 
defending Scarlet Witch against Proxima Midnight and says she's not alone and then Okoye rocks up and then they be badass all together. Yeah. That felt a lot more natural. Oh, of course. And yeah. fine. Literally, the, the main problem with this scene, and Steve says it here, is the fact that Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, does not need help. No. She is the most powerful being, really. In, in the universe. In the MCU. Yeah. Um, you know, because literally the, li- the, like, you know, the dialogue is like, Peter Parker's like, how are you going to get the gauntlet from here to the, you know, the van to take it back through time? Um, and, and then, you know, Scarlet Witch is like, you don't worry. And then Okoye is like, she's got help. And then all of them start banding together. And I'm just like, it looks fucking great. And as a woman, I fucking love it. Yeah. And I love all these women and I love all these characters. However, it would have worked so much better if it had have, had not have been Captain Marvel. But one of the other females. If it had been one of the others. If it had been Okoye. If it had been Mantis. Yeah. If it, you know, if it had just... Uh, Gamora. Like, if it had been someone else... Uh, but not the most powerful one of them because she doesn't need help. No, she doesn't. She really doesn't. And it just makes no sense. Exactly. Um, it's like the only thing in the movie that didn't actually make sense yeah. to me. And this was a movie with very confusing time travel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and I ha- look honestly, and it's it is a nitpick though because it didn't ruin the, it didn't ruin the movie at no. all by any sense of the word. And I hate to nitpick, but that yeah, I think we can all agree that's kind of how we feel about it. Yeah, I, I agree. I really do. Um, I don't think that I can really add to that, to be honest. You, you pretty much hit the nail. On the head, did on I? On the head, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm taking... <laughs> took the words right out of your mouth. Yeah, sorry. No, nah, it's all good. It's um, all good. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad we're on the same page. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I totally agree with the fact that it, sh- it should have just been one of the other, one of the other girls. Yeah, because then at least you could reconcile, you know where they are in terms of their powers and in terms of getting the, uh, being able to get the gauntlet from one side of the battlefield exactly. to the other. Yeah. You know? Cause then if, if it had been Captain Marvel, if, if she'd been the one to come in and fly in and say, she's got help. That, that would have been, been so, great. That would have been powerful. That would have been wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But I mean, I, you know, and then that unfortunately would have taken away the, the cute banter between Carol and Peter, you know, yeah. when, um, <laughs> he's like, I'm Peter Parker. And she's like, hey, Peter Parker, you got something for me? <laughs> it's, it's a really nice little scene. Yeah, that is really cute. Um, what did you think of Captain Marvel in this movie after seeing her in her own solo adventure not long before? Um, I don't know. Like, there wasn't really much to see. Yeah, she wasn't in it very much, was she? No. Mm, which for was a shame. For, some, for, some, for a superhero to be... Uh, hyped up so much in her own film, um, knowing that she was going to be in Endgame, to then not being in Endgame as much. Yeah. It's sort of um, just... Um, it, for me, it just felt a bit disappointing. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I can agree. I, I was really expecting her. I mean, look, I'm fine with it mm. because there really wasn't any more room for her to fit in there. Um, and this movie was about saying goodbye to the original six Avengers. Exactly, exactly. So it's fine. Like, yeah. it's fine. It's, again, a nitpick. Yeah. But it just, you know, the amount of hype behind her and the fact everyone is like, oh, they'll need Captain Marvel to defeat Thanos. Yeah, exactly. That's, what, that's what I was expecting. So during that, that whole battle scene where all of a sudden 
um, you know, Captain Marvel flies in and starts destroying all the big starships well, yeah, and she, aliens. Yeah, and she, destro- she destroys just, Sanctuary you know, just too. Yeah. As Stephen says, headbutting it through. Yeah. All, the, all those, all those um, alien, you know, spaceships. It just, um, yeah, just for me, it was a bit disappointing yeah. to not see her as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't like the fact that they kind of skimmed over her intro at the start. Um, because I thought going in, uh, I don't know how most people felt, but I thought going in that, you know, the post credit scene in Captain Marvel that showed her, you know, going, where's Fury? Um, you know, with the remaining Avengers, you know, trying to figure out what the beeper was doing. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought that was going to be like, you know, the post credit scene from Ant-Man. That was actually a scene from Civil War. I thought they were going to insert that scene at the start of the film. Yeah. But it looks like what they've done is they've just gone, okay, well, this is essentially a prologue to, sorry, prologue, epilogue, an epilogue to Captain Marvel to, you know, lead into Endgame. So it's canon. That's how it happened. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, when we see Captain Marvel in the movie, she's somehow found Tony Stark and Nebula drifting through space and brings them to Avengers HQ. So you just have to kind of put two and two together and yeah. go, okay, so she's already had that scene where she's she's responded to the pager and gone, where's Fury? And then and clearly then they, off then... screen, they're just like, we need to find Tony Stark. Can you find him? And then she's gone to rescue him. Yeah. And obviously she got filled in of what happened. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, yeah. So that, I didn't kind of like how they had to skim over that a bit and you mm. had to kind of do, do the math in your head Yeah, a little to make it work. Um, but at the same time, you know, she was still, you know, she still held her own ab- um, amongst them. And, you know, she did end up be- becoming a huge part of the final battle. You no, know, of course. Destroying all the ships, as we've said, and then um, going toe to toe with Thanos was pretty badass, you know, the fact that he ha- he headbutted her and she didn't flinch. Pretty was, much was great. And he had to actually he had to actually use an infinity stone just to get her off him. Yeah. Like that's how powerful she is. And but yeah, I mean she probably I feel like she's it's weird with the way her powers work and the way they kind of have written her because I mean this film was filmed before uh Captain Marvel was so maybe mm. they hadn't totally figured it out but the fact that she has like photon blasts that come out of her arm hands and she didn't really use those against Thanos too much there was a lot of hand-to-hand fighting yeah uh, and scenes where she was kind of knocked he knocked her down a couple of times I'm like come on no that's that can't that shouldn't have happened but at the yeah. same time it's still it was still really badass to see and she you know she was a part of the one you know, version that Doctor Strange saw where they win. Yeah, exactly. So if she wasn't there, they wouldn't have won. Exactly. Any, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I don't know. I, was, I just want Captain Marvel 2 already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really hope we get we'll, that. We'll see, we'll see how, um, how her second film sort of pans out now yes. that, now that Endgame's sort of done. That's true. We will. Yeah. Um, who knows what that's going to be about. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, Stephen also brought up the Hulk situation. Um, uh, Banner can't become Hulk scenes from Infinity War build up to nothing. I don't agree because they've said that, uh, you know, Ragnarok, Infinity War and Endgame were a three part story arc for the Hulk yep. within these movies. And, you know, in Ragnarok, it's like the Hulk's taken over mm. and he's running the show. And then, and then, you know, Thor ends up, you know, using Natasha, you know, by accident to break him out of it and bring Bruce back. Yeah. And Bruce is like, you know, I, 
if I become the Hulk again, I may never come back. And then so in Infinity War, at the start of the film, he fights Thanos and then the Hulk is just like, you know, completely defeated yeah. by him and then refuses to come out um, again. Understand, yeah, pretty much. Like he has, he has, he's, he's got an anxiety. He had literally like a, an anxiety attack after that. Pretty much, and he he's just, like, "No, I'm not going to face him again." He just refu- He just kind of refused to be like, "Well, you know, you're you're just kind of using me now to like win these fights, and mm. I don't want to fight anymore." Or, you know, st- kind of stuff like that going on. And so there was just a you know tug of war going on between yeah. the two of them, and they couldn't find a way to coexist. Mm. and make this, you know, weird relationship that they have work. Um, and so I think combining the two makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because you've gone from the two personalities, the two alter egos at war with each other to them in perfect harmony now mm. and working with each other. Um, so I think it. I, I, I would need to talk to you, Stephen, about <laughs> why you think it built up to nothing. But I, I feel like, no, I think it made perfect sense. It was the best place to take Hulk. And I fucking loved Smart Hulk. I think he's fantastic. I love that joke when he's like, I know it's crazy. I'm wearing shirts now. Like, <laughs> like, like you think he's just going to be like, like, oh yeah, like look at me now. I'm, you know, I'm, I've combined everything and I'm one being. I'm, I'm smart and strong. I'm smart and strong. Uh, but no, he's like, yeah, I'm fucking wearing shirts, guys. Like, this is great. <laughs> and just Ant-Man's just like, I'm so confused. Um, yeah. And the other, yeah. the other thing, how, you know, being smart Hulk, how nimble could he be with small buttons and you yeah. know, switches and stuff? Like, honestly, yeah. with those giant hands. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But it was also really fun to see him in the, um, you know, the flashbacks to <laughs> into, <laughs> into 2012 when he, when, when like, you know, Steve Rogers is like, and maybe smash a few things on the way. And he's like, I think it's gratuitous, but whatever. <laughs> and then he's just like, uh, yes, I'm the Hulk. Smash, smash. <laughs> like he's just half-assing it. Fucking great. Unbelievably great. Um, yeah. Loved it. I Mark love- Ruffalo, you are awesome. He's fantastic. And they did such a good job on the visual effects in this <laughs> and making the Hulk look like Mark Ruffalo and move like Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> it was fucking... This, it's so impressive what these people do with, with their special I would effects. not have imagined Smart Hulk wearing glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Nerdy Hulk. Nerdy Hulk. Professor Hulk, yeah. as he's known as in the comics. And, you know, and then trying to figure out time travel and he's like... I see this as an absolute win. <laughs> and they they just completely failed, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, um, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, the one thing I, I think they didn't even bother to touch on or wrap up, mm. if you're going to talk about wrapping up things, um, they didn't really allude to anything to do with Natasha and Bruce in terms of their, you know... Past relationship sort of thing. Ah, okay. But I guess that's okay because we kind of, you know, we got they they get certain glances at each other throughout the film sometimes, and and but things are fine. And then, you know, uh, what was I going to say? There's a part, yeah. The the way the way Bruce reacted to Natasha dying was apart from Clint was the, you know, the saddest reaction, I think. Cause you know, first he just, you know, slammed his fist into the floor. And then when they're all discussing, you know, 
um, possibly bringing her back and, or, or not being able to bring her back. And he just picks up the bench and throws it across the lake in anger, in grief, you know, mm. like that was really powerful. So I, yeah, maybe there just wasn't time to really kind of dive into exploring that and whether or not, you know, a relationship between the two of them would be possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, and a lot of fans didn't really seem to go for it anyway when it happened in Age of Ultron. I was fine. I got behind it. I really liked the story Joss Whedon was telling in Age of Ultron. And I know a lot of people are divided about it. It's fine. You're allowed to have your opinion. But I, I stand Joss Whedon, so I'm with him 110% <laughs> of the way. Um, I'm with him to the end of the line. Yep. Um, yeah. Cool. So... That's everybody's responses. That's everyone's responses. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Those were some really, really great Thank answers. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Um, do we have anything else we want to touch on, Fulia? Uh, so uh, we haven't really given our general just reactions mm. to the film yet. What, did, as a whole, how do you summarize your thoughts on Endgame? Um. Wow. Okay. Uh. I. I absolutely just. Loved it. Yeah. It for me that was movie of the year. Oh yeah, it's already just, it's just it's movie of the year already, and it's we're you know not even halfway through the year. A hundred percent. Yeah. For me, it's it has become the most memorable film mm-hmm. since the MCU sort of began. Mm-hmm. Of, of, well, not just because of the fact that it's been the most recent one, but more so because there's a there was a lot more happening. Yeah. In the film. And yeah. it just combined everything together. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, it paid homage to all the other Avengers films and it sort of just went back uh, yeah. to to those, you know, to those years. It it, it reminded me of, of those scenes and how awesome they were. So that that's why I absolutely loved it yeah. overall. Because it combined not just the present, it combined the past. That's right. Yeah, it it just brought everything full circle. You know, Tony and his dad got to talk one last time. And yeah. That, that was a really, really well done um, bunch of scenes that they got together. Um, seeing, you know, fucking Robert Downey Jr. needs an Oscar nomination for this, this role. I'm sorry. If you're going to nominate Black Panther for Best Picture, I think you can give him an Oscar nomination for playing Tony Stark. Mm. Please. Yes. Um, it would be the best and he deserves it. Um, but um, yeah, that scene is just really great. And then the fact that we actually get to see um, James Darcy play fucking Jarvis in the movies. This is the first time anyone from the TV show has seen the human has and, and uh, Jarvis. Yeah, well, yeah, we've seen first time people in the movies have seen human Jarvis, but he was in Agent Carter. So this is the first time anyone from the TV shows has actually been brought out of the TV and put in a movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I did because, not know that. Yes, because yeah, they've 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 they're always in the same world, but they've never directly connected them. Okay. Um, and I suppose because yeah. it was in the past, they thought we'll put in him. Well, yeah, it makes sense because yeah. you know, um, Tony was also raised by Jarvis, hence that's why he named his AI Jarvis. Yeah. You know, for a reason. Um, so that was a really good call. Um. And yes, Steve gets to, you know, we, it's so great that Steve got a happy ending with Peggy because that scene where he runs into her office by accident and then sees her and then she doesn't look up. That moment, we're just like, look oh, up, Peggy. Look up, look up, Peggy, look, look up. up. <laughs> look the hell up. And Steve just, oh, Steve. Yeah, that was. I'm surprised they didn't get caught. 
when they, they were in. Did. They almost did. They, they were so almost close. did. They were so close <laughs> to getting caught. It was. It was. I'm gorgeous. Also, I'm also surprised um, that Howard didn't actually ask Tony why he was there, like getting the tesseract. Yeah, well, I don't think he noticed him taking the tesseract, uh, and then he was just kind of satisfied with um, his answer of, you know, I'm from MIT. Like okay, I don't need to know anymore. That's yeah, fine. I think they kind of that's basically just answered his question. I think so, yeah. <laughs> and I think Howard just kind of was like, "Oh, it's the end of my day," and this this guy seems a little lost. So I'm going to help him out. Like he, I don't think he he thought he was a threat mm. in any any way. So he just like, "I'm going to help this guy out, and we're yeah. going we're going to go upstairs." Yeah, and it was and it was beautiful. <laughs> I love that when 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 Tony hugs him, he's like, "Thank you." For everything you've done for this country. Uh, yes, that away. was so awkward. Yeah, it was. But it, was <laughs> it was cute. It was very cute. <laughs> it was very very cute. I'm. I'd say uh, one of my uh, other than Captain America yielding the Mjolnir. My one of my other favorite scenes. Um, uh, there's been a lot of Captain America moments in this. Yes. And I loved it. Great. I absolutely loved uh-huh. it. Yeah. And yeah, Cap and Tony got the biggest moments. Yeah. In this yeah. Moment. And so one of my other favorite scenes was actually seeing him um, fight himself. Yes. We haven't talked about that yet. Oh, whoa. Yeah. And immediately after saying Hail Hydra. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, my God. That freaking blew my mind. I'm like, wait a minute. What? What's (laughs) happening? Yeah. Like, what's happening? He's in the elevator. And they're recreating the Winter Soldier elevator scene. What's happening? They're gonna fight. This is gonna be. What's good? Ge- oh my god! This is this is amazing. And then he says, "Hail Hydra," and they give him the fucking scepter. And we, they're like, "All right, we trust you." And then the look on his the look on his face as he walks out. And then yeah, pure satisfaction. Pure satisfaction. Oh my god! And then he runs into himself. Oh my god! And he With, he was just oh. like, ah, oh, great. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, no, what? No, what? No, what did he say? He says, "Um, you gotta be shitting, shitting me." me. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. Language, language. <laughs> I'm surprised. Um, I'm surprised his past self didn't say language. Yeah, true. <laughs> Maybe he didn't hear him. But that was that was what a fight. Oh wow! Seeing the two of them and they the, because the, they're they're equal in strength. Yeah, and power. It wasn't gonna. There was like, I'm not gonna win this. Yeah, how are you gonna even? <laughs> do any yeah okay, exactly. yeah so literally he he just he cheated and was just like bucky's alive stop dunk yeah <laughs> and i'm gonna knock you out and then you know fucking oh poor, the- poor rod again <laughs> just saying like i love the scene where tony stark's just like uh oh cap i almost forgot that suit did nothing for your ass and then and Ant man's just like as far as i'm concerned that's america's, america's ass, ass. And then Steve Rogers looks down at his past self and goes, that That is is America's America's ass. (laughs) Just perfect. There's a gif online someone has created of Chris Evans' character from Not Another Team Movie looking at a photo on the wall, but they photoshopped America's ass, like Captain America's ass, onto it. Brilliant. Perfection. Go look it up if you haven't seen it. It's so good. It's the best gif in the world. Um, I think... think Throughout the whole film, um, I, Thor is usually my favorite character. Me in, too. In the whole MCU. Me too. But in Endgame, Captain America was my favorite. Not surprised. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, he, he was brilliant. Absolutely. Him, him, him and Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ant-Man too. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, another cat moment I really liked in this movie, and it's a really little one, um, but right at the start where, um, you know, they're going into space Mm. and there's that hilarious scene where Rocket's like, you know, okay, you've been into space. Who hasn't been, yeah, who hasn't been into space? And then, you know, the non-spacefaring Avengers raise their hands and and then, you know, they they go and they they take, make the, you know, the light speed jump or whatever they do. And, and, but the camera focuses on Steve Rogers reaction to space travel. So you see him like get thrown back in his seat and he's holding on for dear life. And then as they're going through the jump, they don't show you the, this, the beautiful shots of what going through the jump looks yeah, like. Yeah. Cause we know what that looks like. We've seen it in guardians of the galaxy. Mm. They focus on his eyes and him reacting to it. You see what he's kind of, you see what he's seeing without seeing what he's seeing, if you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Exactly. And I just love the way they just, they zoom in on, on his eyes, just seeing that. And he's just, because he's the man out of time, right? You know, you know, he's from the forties, you know, he's all about that life. Yeah. And he always has been, which is why he goes back to Peggy and mm. lives with her. And for him to get to experience space travel like this, yeah, uh, it's just—it's just, a little moment, but it just—I really loved his it. His eyes were just glistening. Yeah, yeah, he was just completely in awe yeah. and dumbfounded. I think at the moment. Yeah, can I can I go to the to the battle scene? Mm-hmm. The moment that Pepper Potts rocks up uh, in her suit, rescue! Holy shit! That is a moment. I was like. <gasps> I yeah. need that suit. <laughs> yeah. How cool does it look? I love it's it. It's so awesome. I love the way it looks with the blue and oh yeah, it's God. it's perfect. So and it good. suits her so well. Oh. To see her finally suit up and fight alongside her husband. And that shot of the two of them back to back firing yes. out. And it, the camera oh. just pans around them in a in circular motion. Like gorgeous. Oh. Yeah, it was beautiful. Every time I see it though, the phrase couple goals pops into my head. <laughs> Which is 100%, very, 100%. Yeah. Like, just, just, yeah. So glad that they, from, got, they got to give her a chance from to the beginning, suit up. Was it from the beginning or towards sort of like the middle of of the movie where, you know, Morgan, we go to the the Starks uh, cabin mm-hmm. and Morgan runs, you know, is wearing her, her mum's helmet. Yeah. And Tony goes out. Was that at the beginning? Um, that was, when she was playing around in the garden. That was the first. The first time we see Tony Stark after the five year jump is when okay. he goes out to you know get her for lunch. So we're kind of quarter the way in. Yeah. Somewhat. Well, yeah, we're probably approaching the start of Act Two. Okay. By this point, but yeah, yeah maybe end of Act or end of Act One, kind of yeah, quarter yeah. yeah, quarter third of the way, whatever. Yeah. Um, just just seeing her playing with her mum's helmet and then Tony coming yeah. through yeah, and, and he's come, like, yeah. don't play with it even though, you know, I bought her for your mum and she's never going to wear it. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> your mum never wears anything I buy her anyway. And like, then she ends up wearing it at the end. Yeah, perfect. Oh, wow. So good. Yeah. I love that cute little introduction to Morgan Stark though. She, like when she comes out, she's wearing the mask and she's got like the Iron Man like little glove on and she's like <laughs> define lunch or be disintegrated define just, lunch. that's what she says I'm, fa- I'm fairly confident that's what she says that is the cutest yeah. thing yeah she's the she is the cutest thing <laughs> i love that little scene where she's where, where where tony's just invented time travel and he's like shit and then morgan's like shit like 
Wait. Right. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> what are you doing up, little miss? <laughs> oh, it's so fucking cute. And then when, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, I've got a lot of shit on my mind. And she's like, she like makes a face and she's like, what's it, juice pops? <laughs> and then he's like, that's extortion. <laughs> it was juice pops. pops. That's, that's what was on my mind. <laughs> Yeah, and then the whole I Love You 3000. Yeah, anyway, we could go oh, on about Morgan Stark until the end of time. Yeah. Um, what about you? Um, well, other moments for the movie we haven't talked about yet. Uh, we got to see Loki again. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, very briefly. Very briefly. Twice in two different parts. First, when uh, Thor and um, Rocket go to Asgard. Yes. And Loki's in his cell throwing his little... Thing at the oh, ceiling and catching so it good. and then Thor and Rocket are just running in the background oh man that perfect I love that I love that moment it makes me laugh out loud every time I see it oh, um, I'm, I'm just like I'm just sort of wondering how they would have uh, edited that because I'm assuming that particular scene has already been filmed for was it Dark World correct yes and so tr- editing editing those guys in the background as they're cutting across yep. the uh, cutting across the screen um man i'd like to know how they how they did that i'm assuming it was green screen so mm. to, for them to to edit them in like in that sort of situation but um, i've got a you know, like that particular scene with loki in it would have already been done yeah they yeah just sort of like used i what think they, they would had. yeah they would have just taken that shot and then just you yeah. know edited them in the background yeah. i think i would have loved I, I, as an as an editor myself i'd like to actually know how, what the oh, process was to, to be able sure. to do a lot of the things that was throughout the whole film yeah you know but you know that being sort of one of them yeah because they're, they're revisiting events i imagine there's going to be an entire f- series of featurettes on the blu-ray oh i can't wait that are going to be talking about how they made that happen i should go check the infinity war ones yeah, I'm sure there's some really good ones in there. Well, actually, no, there is. I've seen most of them. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, with Loki, I was obviously very happy because he's my man. He's my boy. Yeah. Tom Middleston. Love him so much. Um, Sadly, and... he didn't get much of a speaking role. No, no. He had, like, half a line <laughs> before <laughs> Thor puts the, like, the, yeah. the, the muzzle on him. Pretty much. Which was hilarious because a lot of people were like, oh, that seemed, at the end of Avengers, like, that seems a bit unnecessary. <laughs> Put a muzzle on him like that. But now we know why it's there because Thor was trying to get him to shut up. Because he was being a smart ass, pretty much uh, being the trickster, living up to the name. Um, <laughs> but yeah, after seeing Infinity War and just being devastated by him getting killed, um, and I'm still not over there, by the way, just quietly, because yeah. I hate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, getting to him to see him be, uh, you know, 2012 Loki again for a brief moment, impersonating, you know, Steve Rogers again. I love how they made that <laughs> reference to the Dark World again. And Chris Evans' yeah. cameo from that was perfect, and then obviously that helped to set up the cat versus cat fight scene. Um, and then you know the mishap with the Tesseract happens, and 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 uh, this is where we we're gonna get Loki's TV series, yeah, because 2012 Loki, not not you know 2018 Loki, who you know had kind of come full circle as a character and becomes more of a hero in the yeah. end. In the We're end. going back to him. We're going back to him being completely fucked up in the head. Yeah. Bad guy um, uh, with this series now because he's taken the Tesseract and he, he he's fucked off somewhere. We don't know. Yeah. And I was actually surprised. I loved f- it. The <laughs> fact that he was still able to use his powers to do that. Well. Even though he was cuffed. I, I, th- I thought, I, I assumed that the cuffs 
that he was in were sort of like special Asgardian cuffs that would stop him from using some well, form no, of power. No, well, he was using the Tesseract's power. He wasn't using his own. Ah. Oh. That's the power of the Tesseract that creates that portal. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So even if they were power dampening cuffs, they wouldn't have been able to stop the Tesseract from doing right, anything. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I love, I loved his reaction. You know, the fact that he can't say anything because he's muzzled. When, you know, Ant-Man just, you know, kicks the suitcase across the floor and he's just like... He follows it and then what? he's just like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. That and, was so good. It was really good. Um, yeah, Tom got a chance to be a little funny mm. in this one, which was which was nice to see. Made, made me very, very happy. And then the fact that he picked up the Tesseract and just... You can see the, the devilish look in his eyes. I imagine if the muzzle hadn't been there, there would have been a very sinister grin on his oh, face. Oh, yes. And he's like, and you, yep. <laughs> and I'm out of here. <laughs> and I'm gone. Yeah. Uh, see you. Bye. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm fucking so excited for his yeah. series coming out in the next year or two. Yes. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Um, yeah. Is there anything else we need to mention or mentioned is that going to be, lot. is that going to be everything? I mean, I have notes. I have a lot of notes, everybody. Yes, she has a book of a, notes. I have a book of notes that I, <laughs> I made. Um, She's written an essay, people. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could write a thesis on this. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. On the entire MCU. Um, oh, yeah. Thor joining the Guardians of the Galaxy at the end of the film. Mm. How do you feel about that? Uh, as Guardians of the Galaxy? Gal- galaxy? Galaxy? So I'm getting a bit tired now. Yes, I know. We're, don't worry. We're, we're approaching the end. Uh, it's it's the, 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 the end of the path that I started us on. Um, <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. As Guardians of the Galaxy, um, clearly going to be a thing. May even end up being the title of Guardians Volume 3. We don't know yet. Mm. We don't even know for sure if Hemsworth is actually going to be in the movie, but yeah. it looks like he obviously will. Uh, I mean, I fucking want it. Like, I've never wanted anything before. It was so good in Infinity Infinity War. Why wouldn't you continue that? Yeah, yeah. And just the banter at the end there when it was just like... Like, we've literally just been wiping our eyes because Tony Stark's dead. Mm. And then here's Thor and, and Star-Lord fighting over who's in charge. And Oh, was, yeah, no, you're in charge. It was perfect. Of course. Of course you're in charge. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Great. Absolutely fantastic. So I'm very excited to see where that goes. I can't goes. wait for that. that yeah. That's going to be so much that fun. That is going to be fabulous. Um, we haven't really talked about Hawkeye much at all. He's probably the only Avenger we haven't yeah. really touched what was, on. It was the, uh, what was his um, alter ego? Ronan. 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 I knew the movie was going to open up with his family getting killed. I knew it. Oh, man, that was just so devastating to see. Yeah. All of a sudden, he comes out, they're gone, and he has no clue why. Yeah, yeah. I love the way they filmed his reaction. Like, Jeremy Renner is such a good actor, and I think more more people need to be aware of this fact. Um, Yeah, he, he performed everything so beautifully, and yeah, that was really just heartbreaking to see, like, you know, because they don't actually show you all of the family disappearing. You see one of his kids, you know, d- remains float away. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like, oh, God, okay. But then he turns around and ev- and the rest of his family's just gone. And then he's just like, what's happening? Like, Why yeah. they, where, where they disappeared to. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah, and then, you know, obviously he doesn't handle this well. And in the five years since, he becomes Ronan and starts killing criminals all over the world. And, you know, it takes Natasha to come and bring him out to say, look, we actually might be able to fix this. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah. and he's like don't give me false hope yeah 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 and she's like i'm sorry i couldn't have given it to you sooner yeah yeah so pretty powerful stuff but i really liked i really liked that we you know hawkeye as well got a little bit more to mm. do in this one and where they took his character i thought it was good he can speak japanese he can <laughs> i really liked how he said you know they got thanos you get me yeah like, as as death i'm like that was pretty sweet yeah <laughs> pretty badass i love um, his haircut i love his haircut the new haircut Mm, look, yeah looking fine yep. looking absolutely fine <laughs> uh 100 <laughs> gorgeous man um okay before we wrap up i think mm-hmm. what did you think of the time travel uh aspect of this movie as just a time travel film as just time travel yeah and the way they handled it the way they explained it what did you think um i think they did it pretty well yeah um you know they went to the to the places where the stone would have appeared at, you know, certain points in yeah. time. Yes. Um, uh, especially since, you know, three of them were in the same place in, in 2012. Yeah. I love that moment. Shut the front door. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That was, yeah. that was the best. That was great. <laughs> um, the time travel. I like the way that they had like this massive contraption to yeah. get them there. Yeah. And the suits that they had to wear the were pretty awesome. Badass suits. Oh, man. Like, almost like Avengers space suits. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, you get a glimpse of that in the trailer and you think, oh, what what are they what are they planning? And then you see it in the film yeah. and you and, and it makes sense. And you it's just ah, oh, like for me it, it it worked really well. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's absolutely fantastic and yeah the way they executed it and the way they explained it um in terms of like you know all of these movies you think that no time travel in this universe they don't know shit Mm. like even paul rudd's like so back to the future is a bunch of bullshit yeah i'm 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 glad they didn't do it that in that sense yeah yeah with the time travel yeah and it makes sense like you're you know what how did that how did bruce say it's like you're you're, you know, if you, you leave your future and go back to your past, your past becomes your new future. Yeah. Which then can't be, you know, you can't change your past, like, because your future is still, well, your future becomes your past when you go back to the past. So then, like, you can't change that because it's now your past. So Exactly. Yeah, so that's why you can't, like, undo certain things and certain changes, like, for example, killing, Nebula killing her past self uh, doesn't kill Nebula because no. she's, she's in her future now she's already lived through that this is kind of an old this is this is her she's seeing her past self in her own future so therefore whatever happens to her past self does not affect yeah um what happens with her. you get all that yeah i know so it's it took me so many days so, to wrap so my much like inception it. yeah <laughs> She's a dream within a dream Give within me a dream. dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really liked what they did with Nebula in this movie too, just quietly. Yes. Actually, uh, we haven't really talked about her. No, anymore. no, no, no. Um, yeah, I'm glad that they kept her around. And I liked, to, liked the, the bond she kind of had with, you know, Rocket. And then with Rhodey as well. The fact that they both kind of connected over the fact yeah. that they're part machine, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was really nicely done. It was very subtle, but it was very nicely done. Um, and yeah, for Nebula to come full circle from, you know, just this girl who just wanted to please her dad, but it was more out of fear than out of, yeah. and yeah, I like when her past self 
is just like you know he's well nebula's like future future nebula's like you know you can we you've seen what we become you can change and then she's like he won't let me mm. because where nebula is that her mindset at that time she's just all about like i have to do whatever thanos says she's been conditioned yeah you know and she can't she hasn't been able to break out of that yet because she needs the events of guardians volume two to in order to do that exactly um and yeah and so seeing i love i love the fact that they've really made nebula into more of a hero now mm. and yeah I, I i really enjoy karen gillen's performance oh man have you seen some of the behind the scenes videos of Karen Gillan actually getting, getting in makeup? makeup? Yeah. Oh man, that woman can sit through the, hours. the hours of makeup. Yeah. How? I don't know. Without without breaking a sweat, without, you know, getting like I would be so fidgety at that point. Yeah, yeah. It'd like be halfway. Insane. Yeah, your ass would be numb by that oh, point. Oh man! And the fact that they would, she, you know, she'd probably have to get up at like two and two, three in the morning. Like the lack of sleep, you would suffer. And to do it uh, on like consecutive days, yeah, that would kill you. Oh yeah, it would just be. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> the money's worth it. Well, yeah, they're getting they're getting paid pretty nicely, so it's, oh yes. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but yes, I yeah, Nebula was awesome, and yeah, the time travel stuff was. It was all just came together perfectly, mm. and because I, I knew going in, it was gonna they were gonna do time travel, um, and so do, so did a lot of us. Yeah. Um, but it was whether or not they were gonna use time travel to get the stones, and I'm like, surely that's gonna be the only way they've got to undo this. Yeah. So I liked um, I liked yeah. that Bruce went back, or Smart Hawk, I should say, went back to um like five years before Doctor Strange was supposed to come about? Well, yeah, I mean, the events of the Avengers, yeah, take place roughly four or five years before Doctor Strange happens. Yeah. Um, and, and that... He sees the Ancient One. Yeah, and she's She's, like, she's great. And she turns around and she's like, Doctor Strange doesn't hap- isn't, doesn't come about for another five years. Yeah, yeah. What you talking you're, about? You're five, yeah, you're five, five years, years too early. early. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. she has the time stone. She knows, yeah. all, she knows everything. I, I, I just... I love how their conversation sort of also, panned out in that scene. And it also explained the way the time travel worked a little yeah, in did. terms of the, the stones. It the did. only quandary that brings up though, is the fact that she's like, you know, the affinity stones create what we experience as the flow of time. Yeah. Um, and she's like, if you remove one of those stones, then that rec- creates a branch reality and wherein lots of bad shit happens. Exactly. In 2018, Thanos destroys the stones. Yes. What does that do to the flow of time? True. Yeah. No one seems to really be addressing that. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if that just, if it's because maybe the stones, you know, destiny for some reason get gets in the way and goes, oh, okay, well, we're, we've served our purpose now. We don't need to, it's okay. We can, the universe can carry on without the existence of the stones. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah, or maybe just like if you're using time travel to go back and you're taking the stones out of places that have already existed with them in it, that thereby creates, you know, badness. Mm. Um, so if you're doing it in the present and it's not someone coming from the future to ruin shit, then it's not going to change anything. So maybe that's why it's maybe. okay. If that makes sense. <laughs> uh, these timelines are so confusing. I know. And um, now like but it's all right. the, the whole with this whole time traveling thing, it has now opened up like different realities. Yeah, well in, I mean in the MCU. And the Loki one is the big one. Exactly. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see 
how um I, I'd actually I'd love to see what happens in the next Doctor Strange film. Well, now, me too. now that this has all happened. Me too, because now he doesn't have the eye of Agamotto to protect anymore. The time stone is no more. So Yeah. How is that gonna What's, work? Yeah, what is he gonna do now? Well, because I know I know that, you know, well we know that Doctor Strange one ended with, you know, um Mordo just going, Too many sorcerers and I'm gonna kill them all. Because he, he kills that one guy mm. uh, who was a sorcerer using his magic to in order to walk. Mm. Um, and so he kills him because at the end of the movie, he's just like, Strange has, you know, abused his power as a sorcerer and I, I must put a stop to all of this. So I think number two is going to be a lot about that. Yeah. But there might be something else thrown in there. I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be some aftermath of yeah. Infinity War and yeah. game. I mean, though, these events have, I mean, we already see it, like we said earlier with Far From Home. It's already affecting the MCU, everything yeah. that happens. So going forward, who knows what else? Yeah. So, you know, different realities could mean, you know, more more movies. And multiverse. I mean, multiverse? We, they're, interview, they're introducing the multiverse in Far From Home. So Yeah. Mm. This is going to be interesting. Woo! Is there anything mm. else you'd like to add to Look, sort of sum it up? I just want to say it's perfect. 10 out of 10. Yes. 100% would recommend. Um, people need to watch this movie if you haven't. Um, obviously, you'll get the most out of it if you've seen every single MCU film mm-hmm. up until this point. But just as a general film that lets you have fun and have a good time... And just gives you some epic moments that I never thought were possible. Yep. Nor that we deserve them. Like, uh, we've been spoilt just tremendously. And Definitely. Just my, my hat's off to everyone at Marvel Studios, cast and crew alike, for just bringing this together. Um, thank you so much. Again, I'm just so grateful for this film existing. Exactly. At all. It's just perfect. Yep. It, it's perfect to me. <laughs> it's perfection. Look up perfection in the dictionary. There will be a picture of Avengers Endgame. <laughs> the, po- the movie poster. Just, well, there should be anyway. There really should. I'm going to contact Oxford. Anyway. <laughs> um, Fulia, final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, I agree. You know, 10 out of 10. It was such an amazing film. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to the next phase. Yes. Yes. And I'm excited for uh, them announcing you know, the slate of films, which will be soon. Um, whether, whether or not that's at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, yeah, com- that's coming up in the next couple of months. Yes. Or if, uh, D tw- at D23, the Disney Expo. That's because, yeah, another one. Because Marvel didn't uh, present anything last year. Mm. So a lot of people thinking they may unveil. And then, you know, they may even do their own separate event. Yeah. Um, because, you know, this D23 might be, and, and, and rightly so as well, um, San Diego Comic Con, probably going to be a lot of Star Wars stuff because we're ending this the Skywalker saga in December with Rise of Skywalker. So that's obviously very important too. Yes. So, but um, yeah, who knows? But we're getting yes. it. I know Kevin Feige did announce they will be announcing the slate of films for Phase Four after Far From Home. Yeah, comes out. So uh, the Russo brothers are still no. Then that's it. Yep. They finished? For now. Okay. So the Russo brothers and um, as directors and producers and uh, the writers, McFeely and Marcus, have decided that, yeah, they're taking a step back. Mm-hmm. Taking a break from, yep. from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's not to say they will not come back at any given time because I'm sure they will. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, 
it's time for some new blood to come in and step yes. up and some old black uh, blood to come back. You know, Ryan Coogler is probably going to do Black Panther 2. Mm-hmm. Scott Derrick and Derek, sorry, Scott Derrickson, uh, director of Doctor Strange. He's already returning for the sequel. So that's good. Yeah. And of course, James Gunn will, yes. be, will be directing Guardians Volume 3 or as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> um, can't wait. Yes. Can't wait. Definitely. Okay. All right. That's it, I think. Oh, my that's, gosh. That was epic as only it should be. Yes. An epic film deserves an epic podcast. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Yes. What's coming up in the next month? Um, What is coming up in the next month? Well, I'm going to be not here. Uh, <laughs> oh, that is so true. Yes. I, <laughs> I will not be on the next episode of The Monthly. Uh, oh, because I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you too. But it's okay. It's only one episode. Um, So um, Wayne, I think, will be joining as a special guest in my absence. So in that sense, I will reveal to you next month's question. Yes. Uh, What animated Disney film would you live in? Oh, I'm going to submit my answer. Yes, this is going to be a first for you. Yeah, for the the monthly. I've done it with podcast called Fred before which was like weird to me. <laughs> but um I have never submitted an answer for the monthly so that's yes well I had to do it last year when I was away that's true you did <laughs> when you you were in the UK and Wayne and I uh I think uh, we we podcasted in in your stead yes um and then yeah and now yeah now it's tables have turned I'm going on holiday and yes so me and Wayne yeah We'll be having a good old chat about Disney, about Disney films. animated Disney films, yes. so Pixar and the old school stuff. Yep. All of it. Use hashtag tell Winifred so we can find your answers. Yay. Um, I cannot wait to listen to that um, <laughs> on the plane coming home, probably. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> right? Weird. Alrighty. So uh, cool. make sure to uh, be checking up on anything on our socials yes fred yeah fred is on all of the platforms yes. guys um, um we collectible chaos will be out yes it's out now it's go out watch now it. please go watch it my top 10 favorite things about avengers endgame if you haven't had enough of endgame oh if you want more endgame content we've got it baby uh-huh. <laughs> the ramblings coming your way yes there will be i'm gonna really hopefully releasing my spoiler review this week <laughs> finally my fo- big spoiler discussion yes. um I cannot wait to do awesome. that. Awesome. Um, and then, yeah, everything else going on with Fred. Yeah, we've got the regular stuff, Incompetent Gamers, Tuesdays and Fridays. Yes. We've got possible uh, possible, <laughs> possible Unibums. Unibums. New Unibums new on the way. Unibums. Watch this space. Um, you know, podcast called Fred as yes, usual. Every, every Monday that comes out. Every yeah. Monday, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Fred Watch reviews come out every, every week. Thursday, Once yes. a month, there's a podcast. Once on a month, there is a podcast. What was the last one? <gasps> last one was Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. That was um, a fun one to listen to. Yes, Phil and Wayne and special guest Bethany Hunting. Yes. Talking about uh, the first film of the Cornetto trilogy. So mm-hmm. if you love Shaun of the Dead, go check that out. It's yep. awesome. Definitely. Speaking of things you should check out, Wayne and Fulia's Eurovision wrap up podcast. Yes, I was mentioned in the beginning. Amazing. Amazing! <laughs> I, I ke- literally cannot stress enough how good this podcast oh, was. I keep was saying it over and over again, but so much fun to to record. I can tell you guys had a blast. We it really had shows a lot of fun. Yeah, just chatting about everything Eurovision, especially from this year's grand final. 
Um, yes. So if, if, for those of you who are big fans of the Eurovision Song Contest, go listen to it. Do it. Do it. Let do us it. know your thoughts of the grand final. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Send us anything you would like. Yes. Reaction wise. Um, including those interval acts. You know, wink, wink. Oh God. <laughs> I've introduced. Kendall to Eurovision yeah. and I was so happy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was one thing we did after we wrapped Collectible Chaos filming. We sat down and watched the entire four and a half hour live stream. Uh, Which I loved. That was the second time for me. Yeah. I'm kudos, <laughs> kudos to you for being able to MCU, watch it twice. MCU for you is Eurovision. To yeah, me. <laughs> that makes sense then. That makes a lot of sense. Otherwise, why would you watch that? Yeah, exactly. Again. It's definitely your your yep. MCU, that's for sure. Um, and I got, I got that vibe as well. What's you, coming up in the next month? Let's just say that and then we'll sign off. Um, not a lot for me per se. Um, I'm, well, actually, I'm going to Oz Comic Con. So am I. And uh, be there for the whole week. I'll also be going to the Mind, Body and Spirit Festival. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. Um, be working at Channel 31 as usual. Um uh, Got you know my piano lessons as usual, my um, my hockey games as usual for B League. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be seeing Cursed Child <gasps> at the end of the month next month. Yes, so can't wait for that. But I'll probably discuss that in July's episode because okay. I'm seeing it after the June's episode after comes out. Okay, right. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. That's exciting. Yes. So that's going to be a lot of so fun. So we can talk about... Oh, I get to hear you say... Talk about it. First yes. Hand yes. In oh, July. Goodness. That'll be great. I'll probably do like a... Um, uh, a quickie review in um, in the podcast, podcast called Fred. Fred. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm on it for that week. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Yes. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, apart from that, seeing you off... Yeah, I know. You're I know. Going away. I'm going away for a couple of weeks. Leaving us behind. I'm <laughs> only for two weeks. Two weeks is a long time. It's. <laughs> I'll stop it. Um, yes. Yeah. That's pretty much where my brain's at. People, I've got America on the brain. Yes. I will be in uh, California from the 21st of June up until uh, the. When's the, when do I fly back? Uh, the 3rd of July. Mm. Um, and then I land in Australia on the 5th of July because of wibbly wobbly timey wimey bullshit. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the way Earth travel works. You will be in the past. Yep. When you're in America. Yeah, I know. It's trippy. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm going because um, this June 25th is 10 years to the day since Michael Jackson passed away. Yes. So I am going, I probably said this already, but yes, I am going to commemorate that um, event in my life and celebrate Michael Jackson um, with a group of his fans in Los Angeles. Um, and it's going to be emotional, but it's going to be absolutely incredible. I have no doubt. I um, can imagine, yes. And there's going to be a lot of fun and mm-hmm. celebration. And then I'm treating myself by, you know, doing some touristy things as well that I didn't do last time I Why was not? there. And then driving, I'm going to drive a car. In, I'm going to. That's going to be trippy. Isn't it? On the re- reverse. Oh, my gosh. On the left. Yikes. On the right side of the road, but on the left side of the car. Yeah. Very and they don't, have as, they don't have as many roundabouts as us. They don't have roundabouts. They don't. Theirs is just it's T sto- intersections. It's, it, it's, yeah, T intersections, stop signs. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to suck. You can turn left on red. On, sorry, you can turn right on, on red lights, which is like turning left on a red for us here. Yep. Really? Yep. 
In California, anyway. I don't know about the rest Wait, of the country. Wait, don't they have green arrows? Nope. Or they, maybe they do, but from memory, because I, I, I didn't drive last time I was there, but I was in a car. And yeah, you can actually go on a red if you're turning right, as long as you give way. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, basically like a giveaway sign at a red light. Kind of like a slip lane sort of scenario. Sort of like a slip lane. Just without the slip lane. Just without the slip lane. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So it's trippy as hell. So that's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> Learn the rules. I'm, we no, no, I've been, yeah. I've been, Study. I've been studying myself up. Um, and then, yeah, I'll be in San Francisco um, for a few days and my favorite place on the planet. And I will be watching Spider-Man Far From Home in an American cinema. Um, she will be far from home. So that I will be far from home. Yes. Yes, I love that joke. <laughs> I'm going to just keep saying it over and over again. Milk it. Yes. Yes. So that's, yeah, that, that'll that be that. And then I'll be coming home and back back to business as usual after that. So, yes. oh, very excited. Oh, Very okay. excited. Wait for you. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so nervous and so excited at the same time. Yes. It's going to be great. Um, awesome. Okay. So. Well, I think with that. I think with that, that's, that's a wrap, wrap on, on this, this monthly. monthly. Yes. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us on our SoundCloud or on iTunes. Um, oh, and maybe Spotify, I yes, think. as well. Yes. Add Spotify to the list. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, www.fredthealienproductions.com and follow the link to our Redbubble where you can get apparel, wall art, home decor, bags, and stationery. With our own unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team, Unibums, incompetent gamers, and our live stage shows, such as Whatever Happened to Jerry the Baxter and more. Oh, that was a full year. That was a Kindle. And you, you just, just experienced the monthly, monthly at Winner Freds. Epic Endgame Edition. Yes, spoiler cast. Spoiler cast. Hope you enjoyed. Thank you for listening. Thanks for Thank your responses. Thank you very much to the MCU. Thank you, Kevin Feige. Thank you, Russo's. Thank you, Marcus McFeely. Thank you, Robert Downey fucking Jr. I love you. Thank you, Chris Evans. Thank you, Chris Evans. And Scarlett and Johansson. S- thank you, Scarlett Johansson. Thank you, Jeremy Renner. Thank, thank you, Chris, Mark Ruffalo Chris and Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> thank you, thank you. The, ori- the original and six. Paul Rudd. And Paul Rudd for just being amazing. <laughs> Special <laughs> shout out to Paul Rudd. <laughs> we love you yes. all so dearly. Thank you for changing our lives for the better. We love you 3,000. We love you 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go eat some cheeseburgers now. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. I'll see you in a couple months. (laughs) Bye. Bye.